0: Hey guys, welcome to SpawnCast episode 6. I am joined by a bunch of cool people. I know we have Evan. Evan, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing fine. Pretty tired.
0: Well, I know you, you know. had your, your event, right? Yeah. You your, your it, event. It's
1: everything leading up to it, though, that was a problem. Because, you know, staying up till 5 in the morning every day, and then getting like two hours of sleep just to get ready for this one day was pretty ridiculous. But
0: yeah. I'm going to be able to pass <laughs> out tonight. And that'll be great that's good that's good it's um because what you were doing like a full like comic uh like the like convention kind of thing right because it's free comic book day I mean, at blue hen comics mini, it was
1: more of an event yeah just a mini event less of a oh. convention
0: i mean it looked like you were uh you sent some pictures on twitter and it looked like you were outside with like the wind like blowing people away and stuff
2: it was nice, yeah
0: yeah <laughs> that looked pretty it looked pretty ridiculous uh let me jump over to philip how are you how are you doing philip
2: I'm doing great. Doing awesome. Yeah. Had a long week of Mario Kart 8 deluxe on my Switch, which is, you know, a blast. But now actually um I just got a copy of Prey for my PS4. Oh nice. I was trying to so, figure out if I
0: wanted that or not.
2: <laughs> yeah. I didn't you play the demo for it?
0: I did. I played I played like half of it. So I got on I got on uh I was doing that on stream. Actually right. just on camera. And uh, you know it was it was okay. It, it had Bioshock feel to it. I don't know how far you are now, but it uh, had Bioshock feel to it. So
2: oh, I'm starting tonight. So and Bioshock is like one of my favorite series. So I'm now that you said that, oh. I'm even more excited. So did
0: you um d- did you uh <laughs> did you watch my stream at all on that at all?
2: I caught like I think ten minutes of it or so. I don't know how long it was exactly. Okay, but... good because
0: there was a really big reveal. Like. 20 minutes in and you could see it on my video. That's why I was hoping you didn't see that part. Cause it's like, it's no. like messing. It's like mess with your mind kind of a uh, kind of thing. So you'll actually like that a lot. It's really cool.
2: Nice, nice. Yeah. I can't wait, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Otherwise I'm just chilling for the weekend, excited to get started again on Monday. So, yep.
0: Cool. All right. Very good. Let me jump over to our guest.
3: We have super metal Dave 64 or we'll just call him Dave. How are you doing, Dave? <laughs> I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, People, you know, over the past few months are saying, hey, you should do something, you know, and get together with Spawn Wave and and talk about stuff. So, so yeah, I'm glad I'm here, and I'm excited to talk about Nintendo and the industry. Yes, yes. It's an
0: exciting time, I think, because it feels like Nintendo's actually uh, back in it and part of the big three now, which is nice, because for a while with the Wii U, of course, they kind of fell off. Obviously, they controlled the handheld market, but they kind of fell off with, I think, the console market. It's, it's, it's going to be a fun E3, I'll say that. It's going to be really cool. Oh, so, yeah. Um, it's it's going to be movie. very interesting. But there is a whole <laughs> lot of stuff to talk about. Now, I do want to uh, point out the obvious. We are also streaming over on twitch as well as you see here so if you prefer twitch's platform you can jump over to that whether you're watching on your phone or tablet or you're on your computer um you're gonna see it's reversed on twitch that's just a bug we're gonna get worked out on my side but that's why we have that up here so feel free to jump over there it's the same uh cast we're simulcasting on either side so you can go to either one but why don't we take the time um to talk about what we're what we what we were playing this week. Let me start with uh, I'll start with Philip actually. Philip, what were you? Did you get a chance to play anything other than Mario Kart, or was that that it? Mario Kart. Oh
2: man, um, you know I wanted to dive back into uh, Breath of the Wild. After they, you know, announced the DLC or the details for the first pack of the DLC. Um, But uh, I didn't get a chance to play too much of that. Like, I would would start playing and then something would happen with Mario Kart. I would get, like, the urge to play or, like, a friend would call me to play. So, it was always just a lot of Mario Kart. But that's not a bad thing because, like I said before, it's, like, totally a new thing for me. I never had a Wii U, so I never played, really, Mario Kart 8 too much. Um, So, for me, I mean, it's been more than enough. And, you know, it's going to keep me going for a while.
0: It's a fun game. It, it really is. Um, let me uh, let me ask Evan. What were you What were you playing this week? More Black Desert, or did you go back to the Gigantic?
1: Well, that's I played a little Gigantic. Uh, I've just been leaving Black Desert on in the background, running some stuff. But after all the talk about all the old games we really liked, I took out my uh, Neo Geo stuff again. I just started cracking through all those fighting games heavily. Yeah, Geo. Ad- what? Dude, it's <laughs> a little addiction. that just keeps coming back. Those are my favorite fighting games. The Samurai. Shirt I know Wind right? yeah, Jammers, right? Yeah, definitely Wind Jammers. But yeah, uh, I'm gonna have to come over right. Evan
0: and we're gonna have to actually play jammers on stream because that would I'm, th- be yeah, I'm, I'm
1: thinking when the first time we do that, that's definitely what we're doing.
0: Windjammers. Yeah. Windjammers jammers is happening. So that, that's a good idea. See that's I picked up like Metal Slug and some other fighters on the on the Switch, and uh they've been cool handheld, but of course you can't beat Mame Machine, you know, with all those games. So <laughs> um that's that's pretty awesome. Uh Dave, what have you been playing, man?
3: Uh you know, after all the talk of the SNES mini and everything like that coming out. Well, possibly a holiday. I, I I got a Retro uh, Pi on, on too long ago, so I've been playing that with a yeah. lot of the ah. Nintendo games and NES games, and you know that thing is awesome. If you guys want a really cost-effective, you know, like emulator that's really good, I suggest picking that up. Um, and one of those is, uh, Buffalo USB S- SNES controllers.
0: Is that is that your first uh, uh foray into the Retro Pi scene or Retro and yes. uh, Raspberry Pi? Oh, nice. That's that's yes. awesome.
3: Yeah, it's really That's, good. I mean, it's it's one of the best emulators uh, there is. It has like the scanline stuff you can put in there, and it uh-huh. has all the uh, you know modifications you can do to the games and make them look better or make them look exactly the same. It's just it's awesome. It's really good.
0: And the Raspberry Pi device itself is really cool. There's a lot of stuff you can do with it. People actually get like like swarms of them and and like quantities of like 40 or 50 and then use them to all work together through ethernet cables to do like heavy computations and stuff. It's like, it's really neat. People build like rendering boxes for videos out of it.
3: Exactly. No, it's, it's, it's really awesome to to get. And it's not very expensive either. You can get, you can get it for like 50 bucks. And then a couple of the extra stuff that come along with it is probably about a hundred bucks or so total.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's great. It really is. It's, it's a lot of fun. Um. So that's that's good stuff. It sounds like we all had a good time this week. I was stuck mostly with Mario Kart, definitely Mario Kart, because it was very easy to pick it up and play. I took a look at Tumble Seed, but I didn't get that one yet, and I kind of passed on Prey for now, but I also went back and started playing Darksiders again because I got the Darksiders itch after seeing Darksiders 3, which, if you checked out the Spawncast short from today, you probably noticed that we talked about Darksiders 3, and then three days later it gets announced. So it was uh, that was pretty funny because I was looking, I was watching it back, and I realized that Evan and I had started talking about Darksiders three that we'd like to see that at E three and three days later it gets announced that we saw gameplay footage the other day and it looks it looks fun so it looks like Darksiders I'll say that so um, it looks like we have uh, a lot of the people are are here now I just wanted to give some time to get some people uh, into the into the chat and into the room and everything so we're actually already right about three hundred people so why don't we why don't we jump into some of the topics that we have here um super metal dave if you wanted to or dave if you wanted to um to start us off with the first topic that you had if you wanted to start us off it'd be cool
3: oh i wasn't sure what uh order you wanted to go in
0: (laughs) whatever you want to do man as long as i can check them off as we go
3: (laughs) um well uh well why don't you go ahead and and go first uh i'm okay uh, let let me look at my list first and go ahead
0: absolutely absolutely i figure we'll talk about the big obviously the big big uh, game of the week, which was Mario Kart 8 Deluxe and how it seemed to sell like gangbusters. I think like most of us probably assumed it would crossing the 1 million threshold in the weekend so in like three days it gets to a million units sold and it's hard to say how many it's sold by now it may have even sold it might be up to one and a half million by now because we'll wait for media creates list to come out but that and then the attach rate obviously is very high they said about 45 percent of mario karts sold to people like 45 percent of the amount of switch owners bought mario kart in the u.s so mm-hmm. it's um it's pretty clear that Nintendo can re- pretty much release a game like a Mario Kart, like a Zelda, and just drive demand for the Switch, mostly when they want. They're very fortunate, like I said, to have Mario Kart right away, obviously. I mean, it, it was pretty much the same game that was on the Wii U with a lot of added benefits. Visuals were better, and it played better overall, right? It got 60 frames, didn't have that weird frame skip issue. It had full 1080p, and it had battle mode. So they were very fortunate. There a lot of people who bought the Switch that did not have the Wii U. So, like,
2: Philip, you, you didn't have the Wii U, right? Right. Exactly. I I totally missed out on that system. So Mario Kart for me is very appealing, you know, because it's been a while since I played a Mario Kart. I mean, the last one I did actually sort of play was Mario Kart 7 on the 3DS. So it had been a while.
0: <laughs> and uh, guys, just so you know, Evan is keeping an eye on the chat as best as he can. So if you have <clears throat> any questions and stuff, we will talk about any of the questions you guys have for us later on in the show. So definitely direct any questions towards Evan or Kimmerich, so whatever you want to say, um, and he can... Kind of try to keep track of any good ones, um, so he's on top of that.
3: About Mario uh, Kart Eight, um, yes, on yes, the Wii U, market, <laughs> on the Wii U, it was considered the uh, pretty much the best Mario Kart game that there was, and um, so obviously the new one is is better, obviously, than Mario Kart Eight on the Wii U. So everyone's kind of like in agreement that this is the best Mario Kart game that there is on on the market you could buy. So it makes um, perfect sense why it sold uh, four hundred fifty nine thousand. Uh, copies on day one, which was amazing. <laughs> uh, uh, higher than the Wii version of Mario Kart, um which sold over thirty five million copies, I believe, worldwide
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I do I do think that it will end up probably being an eight to ten million seller, no question, because it came out so early in the switch's life. People will be buying the switch at Christmas time and buying a Mario Kart copy of Mario Kart. Someone will probably buy it next year and buy a copy of Mario Kart. So it's gonna be around for a while alongside Zelda. That might be one of the reasons they released they got both those out the door early cuz they know they'll be long-term sellers. Like they could probably count on 50,000 units of Mario Kart like a year from now, in a week, just randomly during Christmas time, you know, 2 years from now. So, it's uh it was a good strategy on their part to do that, but Mario Kart, we know we know it was going to sell. I mean, a million units in 3 days is something that most companies like like dream of right it's it's something that capcom and 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 even honestly even at this point sony kind of looks at even with their very large install base and hope that they can get that one that attach rate cuz that's what uh, uh probably almost 40 like 45 to 50% attach rate depending on what's sold through now so that's something that anybody any company wishes for. but um Evan, what did you check out Mario Kart? I know I know you don't have a switch right now, but did you get a chance to look at any footage or did you watch Philip play it? He kept jumping over uh, uh, arrows. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I check footage on
1: it occasionally. I mean, I enjoyed it in the past, used to play mm-hmm. it on the Wii itself with a bunch of my friends, or we'd bust out like the old n sixty four or something and play it that way.. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it seems like an interesting game. It's always great to feel that it's just getting more polished and that they're not just kind of going off the rails with it, although I know some people have complained about some of the aspects of it. It still seems great. It will be fun to definitely fun to pick up on the Switch.
0: Uh, I think it what's what's amazing is when you take it from on the Switch, right? Technically, you can compare it to the 3DS version and it makes sense because they are two handheld units playing it and the jump from one to the other is Seriously, like, like two generations worth of jump, like from going from the 3DS Mario Kart 7 to the Switch and Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. It's massive. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it really shows the difference in technology between them.
2: And I also like the fact that they made the game like for people who did own Mario Kart 8 on the Wii U um, and unlocked it, unlocked everything and played it to death. I like the fact that they made it easy for them to transition over to Mario Kart 8 Deluxe because, I mean, everything's kind of sort of unlocked for you already besides the gold mario right like you need to finish like the 200 cc race cup or something like that and then you unlock that but otherwise yeah, I, like, I don't, don't want to unlock anything right <laughs> yeah like if you did it all i like, i wouldn't want to do it again but i'm having fun doing it for the first time right now but the fact of the matter is like there's a lot of more there's a lot more content like i mean there's a there's a battle mode now um which is an amazing thing it's like 50 percent more to the game in my opinion um you know like i recently personally started playing it only like three or four days ago because I've been like glued to the races I've been addicted to that I finally got past 2000 uh, with my score my race (laughs) score which feels amazing because I know that I'm terrible Um, but somehow I made that wall Um, but uh, otherwise yeah that battle mode is like so enticing to play it's really competitive so have you played it at all?
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. I played some of the battle mode. I jumped online just playing it. And, uh, I really, I mean, I just went into the tournament modes and everything. Tried that. I just wanted to see how smooth it played online just to, you know, judge Nintendo's online play. And surprisingly it was, it was completely smooth. I, I, of course I can't look at ping or anything, but my experience was good. I didn't really have any lag that was out of hand or anything. So overall I was happy with the experience. Well,
3: one um, thing one thing I liked uh, about what they've been doing with uh, Mario Kart Eight is that they've been uh, I've been seeing people like Uber drivers, taxi drivers, putting the Switch, you know, in the back and uh, having Mario Kart Eight play on there, you know, and the, for the for their uh, passengers. I thought that was really cool. That's, that's a awesome. good Matt. idea, actually. That's a great idea.
2: That's really cool. Um, have you, Shane? You have it, right? or Dave, Dave, sorry, Dave, you have it.
3: No, I actually don't have it. Cause I, I have it on the Wii U and I have, I spent like 70, $72 on the digital version, you know, cause I got all the DLC. I everything. Mean, so I don't have it on the switch, but,
2: um, you know, I, I already, I played it to death in the Wii U already, but yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Um, John, have you, uh, have you had any trouble like connecting or playing with friends at all? Have you tried that?
0: I haven't tried any of the friend stuff. My friend's code is still not out there. Like I think the only person I'm friends with on the switch other than my brother is Arlo.
2: I can't believe you're (laughs) friends with Arlo dude. Yeah. Yeah. Yes.
0: It's, it's on there. I don't know. I sent him a friend request and he picked it. I don't know it's on there. It says Arlo you and Arlo are friends or whatever. Um,
2: I can't believe we're not uh, friends yet, by the way. I, you got to send me your friend code. Or, yeah, I do. Yeah. If I
0: put it in the chat, though, I, how many friends can you have at, uh, at once before it uh, cuts I, I you off? I think
2: it's 200 or whatever. Oh, so, see, I can't put it yeah. in the chat then. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be over <laughs> in like an hour, not even.
0: <laughs> that's Well, that's the, that's the problem is if I put my friend code in like a video or if I put it in a chat like right now and 200 people manage to pick it up and friend me, uh... Or 300, people are saying 300 chat, 300. I would have to then delete people if I want to add like family members or like, you know, in, in real life friends. And I feel bad about deleting somebody, even if I don't know who they are.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I've, I've had that problem. Like I, it was so hard because I had to delete people um, on my first profile. I actually had to make a second profile um, to add more people, which I started to play on as well. Um, it's like my Japanese profile for my, the Japanese shop. <laughs> um <laughs> but i um, I didn't do any japanese
0: e-shop stuff yet i i I might but i just i don't know i like having everything in like one account and i'm weird like that
2: (laughs) that's smart it's smart because it's all connected and i'm sure i hope that at least nintendo has plans for future console carries and stuff like that Mm -hmm. but um yeah i don't know like if if you if it comes down to deleting people on my friends list which i have had to do it's like the people that have been inactive for i think over two weeks i'll be like all right you guys for some reason are not playing or not connected or whatever. So <laughs> yeah. you know, see you later. That makes sense. Sorry. Yeah. Well, what's really sense. cool about
3: about Mario Kart, like Nintendo did this with Mario Kart Seven, you brought that up, is that they they rebundled it later on, like a year later, and it was like it sold like another couple million copies on the 3DS. And uh, this this the game just sells and sells and sells. So even though it got off to a, a huge start already. It's gonna keep selling. It's one of those games that just doesn't stop selling. Yeah, it will. It, yeah. It's
0: classic. It's timeless, right? People still play the Super Nintendo version now.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's which still holds up. Surprising that was Shane's really well. favorite <laughs> game,
0: wasn't it? Was Super Mario Kart? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So, uh, how about? we jump over to the 2DS Excel, mostly because uh, Dave, you said you wanted to talk about the 2DS Excel when you gave me some of your bullet points and stuff you wanted to discuss. Yeah. And um, I guess I, I'm curious to get your, your take on the 2DS. Um,
3: I never played the original 2DS itself. Um, I have the 3DS XL, uh, the new 3DS XL, and I think it's great, but man, this new 2DS XL looks really, really good, and I don't even play my 3DS that much anymore, but I, for some reason, I want to get this just because it looks really cool. It has like that Tron-like look about it with the, with the buttons and the D-pad and everything, and the blue and black. I think it looks, it looks really cool, and, and just the 3D itself, I never really use anyway. And the, yeah um, no, definitely. The, no the I never price, yeah <laughs> the price is right also so I don't know um I'm not decided really if I'm gonna pick it up or not but it just looks really good and as far as the um uh, the re I thought it was kind of interesting that you know it's a big it's been a topic when Nintendo you know releases the switch and then a, a month or two later they announce a new hard piece of hardware and people were like oh what are you doing you know why aren't you focusing on the switch but um in my opinion I think it's it's a smart move because they already have so many uh, 3DS systems sold and they want to keep that momentum going because they did announce in their um, financials that they did sell more 3DS systems in their fiscal year 2017 than they did the previous year. Obviously that was due to Pokemon Go and Pokemon Sun and Moon but they did sell more physically. So. It makes sense for them to continue to support it and to keep driving more sales. And then with Dragon Quest Nine coming or Eleven coming out um, in July, uh, it it makes you know a good reason for them to uh, actually have another system they can bundle with that game.
0: Oh, sure. Absolutely. I mean, the one thing you can do is you can always create hype around a company by re-releasing systems. So, like, when the Xbox 360 Slim came out, like, this is a while ago, I remember I, I rushed and I traded in my old 360 and paid, like, $100 more for the new one, and then I buy more games because I have this new toy. It's all about like you know new toys and and getting excited for the, the company again I, I still think that's why that NES classic was there because they wanted to make people excited about Nintendo again by reminding them of what they used to play you know when they were kids so it makes i think it still makes sense to release 2DS XL they're targeting a younger fan base with a $150 item that does not have 3D and realistically if you give a kid a $300 switch you're going to you're going to be a little you know you're going to be a little cautious about it whereas a 2DS XL that closes 150 bucks sure here you go <laughs>
3: Yeah, exactly. No, I think it's a great idea uh, for them to continue to push that and then obviously they'll phase it out probably next year and and go from there. Uh,
0: There's some interesting stuff I heard. uh, (laughs) I heard from a couple different places online that the Fire Emblem that's coming out uh, is going to be like in like two weeks is going to be the last Fire Emblem they put on the 3DS so they might be moving away from the 3DS completely. You might be right. Uh, but they can still have third parties and other companies that, that w- seem to love the 3DS probably because it's not expensive to produce a game for it compared to obviously consoles uh, that will probably still stay with it because it has what a 50 million install base almost now and it, if you put a game out and it gets what a 1% attach rate then you have quite a quite a even even for a small company that's still a good bit for them. So um, that's what, uh, but
3: you said what had a 50 million install base
0: the, the 3DS like family.
3: Oh yeah, it's over sixty. Ma- it's over sixty million. Oh, there you there go. Actually, it's over 60 yeah. oh, there you go.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you release you release it on there, and it gets a, a very low attach rate. You're still probably going to sell one hundred to two hundred thousand copies of your small game. You know, so it's um, it makes sense for third parties that are looking to get in to games, maybe to create something and put it out, and then not be very risky. You know, because it's very risky to make games right now. So it makes well, a lot but- of sense there.
3: Yeah, one thing that's really interesting about Nintendo, um, obviously, I've been following them my whole life, <laughs> but they uh, they ever since the NES, they've always had multiple systems on sale at the same time. Not just they, they never just had one system on sale besides the NES. Since then, it's always been the Game Boy, Game Boy Advance, DS, 3DS, and now the 3DS has like the most family. Or, you know, pieces of a family that I think of any handheld they've ever had. So, you got the 2DS, 2DS XL, new 3DS, 3DS XL, original 3DS, all these different systems. So, even after this, the um, 3DS goes by the wayside probably in 2018, I, I still think Nintendo will have multiple pieces of hardware on sale, whether it be different, uh, you know, types of the Switch or different form factors or whatever of the of the system. I don't think they're, they're just going to have one system on sale because it, when you think about Coke, you know, the Coke products they, mm-hmm. they can make millions of dollars just selling Coke, right? But yeah. they got Diet Coke, they got caffeine-free Diet Coke, they got Coke Zero. It's a multi-billion dollar company. Coke Classic, even. Oh, <laughs> there you go, right. <laughs> so so the, the same applies for Nintendo. As a business, to expand, you gotta have multiple pieces of hardware at all at all times to give people more uh, options to pick from.
0: Sure, sure. Okay. Well, we um we talked about this a bit last uh last spawn so we'll kind of uh I guess, jump from there over to something else. There was, um we had, okay, so we had the Darksiders 3 reveal and it looked good overall. I think it looked pretty fun. Some some people probably don't like the game overall. Other people do. It's just the way it, you know, it goes with opinions. I like the way it looks. They had gameplay from IGN because IGN had their first look. And the thing that really caught me off guard, and I was a little confused by this, is it's running Unreal Engine 4 along with something like Tekken 7, for example, but we still don't hear anything about any Switch versions yet. And this, I guess... Might I, Yeah, I guess, you know what, this will go into our third-party discussion right away on the Switch, <laughs> uh, because a lot of stuff is, is pointing at third-party support for the Switch, uh, and we're still waiting for it, right? We're still waiting on some kind of big third-party announcement we had. I guess you could count, I guess, Puyo Puyo Tetris as a third-party support. While it's not like a big blockbuster game, it's still there. Um, but mostly, we've been waiting for some sort of tangible uh, bit of third-party support. Now, in your in your mind, Dave, do you think that they need third-party support to be announced at E3? Because I think if it's going to be announced, it's going to be at E3, right? We're not—they're not going to do it like tomorrow. They're going to wait till E3. Yeah,
3: no, yeah, I, I definitely think they need third-party support um, for the system you've been, to be. You've been—you've been
0: very vocal on this, right? About third-party <laughs> support needing to be there.
3: Yeah, yeah, I have. Um, and the reason why is because of the uh, uh, you know Activision Blizzard EA. Uh, you know Activision just announced that they made one uh, Two billion dollars in revenue in one quarter, um, and you know EA um, last year made four point three billion dollars in revenue, and Activision six point seven billion. I, I looked it up, but they uh, they make so much money that uh, Nintendo. It's important to have their big products on their on their systems if they can. You know, it, it may it may be a little bit of an incentive for them to maybe you know pay a little bit for that if they need to, because uh, the Switch, you know the as far as the specs are concerned, we've heard from the Overwatch developers say that, you know, it doesn't meet the spec requirements, you know, but, you know, we're not really thinking about it right now, you know, they need some kind of incentive, and obviously this the Switch is it's really early in the lifespan of the system, but third-party, like the big third-party titles really, really need to be there for the system to be, reach a wider success rate, basically. It, it can sell to Nintendo fans like crazy, um, but how, how far is that going to reach? You know, we don't know for sure, really. So, it's uh, it's something that they really need, like like you know, for like Call of Duty or uh, the next uh, Battle Battlefront or you know things like that. Games that sell really big are really important for the system's success overall, because the the success of Nintendo, they can make a lot of money on their own, but the, the, the overall success of their products. Uh, can really be bolstered by third party, and we know that they want sure. third party. because they themselves have hyped hyped it, saying that we got third party on board when the system was first announced. And but you know, we we haven't been hearing way too much from that since then. You know, we've we've heard a lot of indie you know indie developers announce support, but as far as the big third parties, we haven't seen too much. So right? they do, they really need something at E3, and um you know, and we'll get to that.
0: Sure. Um. What do you, Philip? <laughs> what what's your take on? Third-party support. Do you think Nintendo needs it, and do you think they need it at E3? Like, so that would be like what a month and a half from now. Third-party support needs to show up. Is that what? What are your thoughts on that?
2: You know, I think <clears throat> I think if uh, the Wii U kind of is any evidence of of sort of. Nintendo's need of third-party support. I think we can just take a look at that right there um, because that's really what that console, I feel like, needed the most in in order for that drive to sort of come to it. Um, And it it didn't obviously work out for the Wii U. So I think that in order for the Switch to succeed right now, we're all having a lot of fun playing um, Breath of the Wild and Mario Kart and the indie games that are coming out in between releases like ARMS and Splatoon 2. However, I do think that um, in order, like you know, like almost exactly like what Dave said, in order for the console to sort of spread even more and to maintain relevancy within um, the rest of the market amongst other competitors like Sony and Microsoft, they they're going to need that third-party support. Otherwise, you know, their own first parties can only take them so far. Like, how many different versions of a Mario game can we see? And we, you know what I mean, and we're only sort of um, seeing releases like Splatoon 2 and, and ARMS every once in a while. Like new IPs are, are awesome and, and I'm excited to play um, ARMS when that comes out soon. However, um, we're not seeing as many new IPs from Nintendo for them to just sort of live in their own ecosystem and their own world. Um, they're master game makers. They're some of the best, uh, if not the best, in my own opinion. Um, and I have all the systems. I support all of the you know companies. I'm a big Xbox and PlayStation fan. But Nintendo has always been, in my opinion, different and has always been capable of thinking outside the box. Um, whereas the other systems and the other companies have only followed uh, sort of what the, the masses have expected. Um, so Nintendo, therefore, um, has, in a way, pushed away third parties. Um, with their sort of crazy ideas of like, you know, what the heck is this? Who saw this coming, right? You know what I mean? Like after we had beasts like, uh, you know, PS4 and Xbox coming into the market. So I don't know. I think that whether or not uh, they like it, third parties need to come to the Switch. Um, And I think we, and they and they will, absolutely. I think we're going to see stuff at E3. I think that we're going to see stuff mainly during their Direct, but other, you know, on other stages like Ubisoft stage and EA stage, maybe we'll hear some stuff or just see some stuff kind of quietly like announced with the switch logo alongside PS4. Sure. Yeah. So kind of like the- how they
0: did with uh, Siberia. Remember that where they put that out and there was just a little switch logo down there next to it.
1: <laughs> exactly. So it,
0: it totally. could, I mean, that could happen. I mean, we could get to a point in two years where it's not a big deal if a third party game goes to switch because it's almost expected. But I guess the other, the real question is now Nintendo seems to have, third-party support in japan right like japanese companies are at least working on games for them with like square and then you have like uh shimagami coming over and it i guess it also comes down to do they really need do they need western support or do they need or can they just live with japanese third-party support
3: i i think they can they can do pretty good with japanese third-party support obviously square unix capcom atlas those companies like that um And, you know, they do, but they do really need some of those AAA Western third-party games because of the amount of money they make. You know, if if Nintendo, you know, their business kind of shrunk a bit with the Wii U. So if they want to get back to expanding, they need to have some of those AAA games from the Western developers as well because EA has so many different franchises. Activision Blizzard has so many different franchises. And um, none of them have been announced for the the Switch Um, besides, I think, what is it? the basketball game and Skyrim. Well, that, that's that's the other one, but um, <laughs> they uh, they really haven't had much announced. FIFA, that's what it is. So yes, they, FIFA is generate- important.
0: is more important than people think.
3: Yeah, it is. It, it really is. But uh, they really need some of those franchises to bring in the revenue. You know, uh, as Nintendo fans, we can we, we could say, oh, you know, they're fine. They don't have to have any third party support. You know, I'm going to buy just for Nintendo. But what they what we don't realize is that. Nintendo is little is shrinking. It has been shrinking over the years a little bit. They need to expand and get that third-party support back so they can have that future of continued growth, basically.
0: But do they need it? Do you think um, Nintendo necessarily needs the exact same game that's on, say, the PS4 or the Xbox One? Do you think it has to be parity across the board? Or can they get their own version of, say, Call of Duty, and uh, maybe it's not the exact same one, and then live with the Japanese third parties as well being, you know, their... their their original games do you think it has to be the exact like does it have to be uh world war ii across the board or could they get like i don't know um a a version of infinite warfare or like how remember how assassin's creed rogue came out on the ps3 but Mm -hmm. say uh unity came out on the ps4 and the xbox one do you think they need the exact do you think they need unity across the board as well or can they get an assassin's creed rogue type game you know what i mean um and still be okay
3: yeah you know i I would actually prefer that, to be honest. I would love to have, uh, I would love to have it have its own exclusive game, you know. Uh, then you could really have something that's different from the other systems. That's the question, though. Will that will that happen? We don't know, right? Um, right. It, it kind of goes into the Nintendo business philosophy topic I was uh, uh, talking about, and in, in the um, the list of topics. But Nintendo reminds me, and Sony too, if you. This comparison, Nintendo reminds me of a a, a law firm, a law firm, and Sony is another law firm. Nintendo is the, is known as the best lawyer in all of <laughs> the world, right? And then, mm-hmm. uh, but in their law firm, they have a, b- a bunch of, uh, you know, college graduates with them, you know, and you could call those the indie developers. Sony, on the other hand, is known as uh, a very good law firm, but they have some of the best lawyers with them, like fifteen or twenty of them, right? And so. Who makes more revenue overall? Well, it's going to be the Sony firm, right? <laughs> but everyone knows, though, that the best one is Nintendo. So that's where, that's kind of the situation. The elephant in the room is Nintendo is the best, right? The best developers make the best games. But where is the, you know, where is the expansion? Where is the rest of it? If it's just Nintendo, you know, are they going to keep shrinking or are they going to keep expanding? So that's the question. So they do need that extra
2: support.
0: Well, they, need, they definitely need that support because uh, to keep a consistent lineup throughout the year as a first-party developer is expensive, right? Because then you have mm-hmm. to have multiple teams. Like, it's not like a game is started – you don't start creating a game at the beginning of the month and then release at the end of the month. You start creating a game, you know, two, three years in advance sometimes, um, depending on the game. Like, Call of Duty is now on a three-year cycle because they need three different companies to start developing the game as soon as the other one comes out, right? So, th- like, Sledgehammer starts working on their Call of Duty – 3 years ago. Like to to release this, you know, this holiday. So from the day it releases 3 years ago is when they actually started making it. Sometimes earlier than that. And that's that's where it's tough because then you start kind of stretching your first party talent very very thin. And that's the whole point of getting third party releases because then you can spend time on something like Breath of the Wild. And you don't have to worry about taking people from there and they have to go help finish maybe an unannounced Kid Icarus game or something, you know, and then Breath of the Wild either is slower going or it suffers. And um, that's the whole, I think that's the big outcry right now for third-party support is that, do you, uh, Philip, do you think they need that, that, uh, that, that parody across the board for third parties? Or do you think they can kind of live on getting a, a almost a, I want to say a, a different type of release in the same family?
2: Um. That's such a tricky question. I think it really sort of depends on w- that game, you know, like, or what game we're talking about here. I, I think that if a Call of Duty comes out, I don't think that it, I don't think that it can live as a separate Call of Duty um, unless it comes out at, um, unless it's just a totally different thing. You know what I mean? Like, I know that there, isn't there a Call of Duty that's just like a free-to-play Call of Duty or it's a multiplayer-only Call of Duty that's on Steam? Uh- i
0: I know there's i know there's a halo game over in russia that's halo 3 on the computer
2: right (laughs) and that's That's that yeah yeah like there are those kind of weird games or whatever but Mm -hmm. like you know for something like the switch i i think that um minecraft is kind of an interesting example because like um i know that you know the console versions or whatever are, are um different from the pc version right so like yep um Minecraft on the Switch has the exclusive like Mario stuff or whatever. You can't get it anywhere else. So I don't know. Like it's almost like if you want to play that version of that game, then you get it on that. Um, but as far as like polarity being between like consoles, um, I don't know if I was going in a different direction with that, but I think that um <laughs> I think that uh I think Philip, you got a great there. idea.
3: You got a great think, idea, Philip. Put Mario in Call of Duty World War Two.
2: Right. Let him kill Nazis. That's what I was thinking about. Is that like, is that would oh, even man. be possible, like That'll to make sell, Mario yeah. DLC for like you know Call of Duty, but I don't see that happening. I don't see Nintendo, you know, putting Mario with an AK or like a little oh you know, no, <laughs> whatever they had. <laughs> so I don't know. Let, um, let me ask
0: uh, let me see what Evan's thought is on that real quick. Um, if he could maybe give us a little, little bit of his opinion on this matter. But the, the need for third party? I mean, right. It's I feel like it's more of
1: like a fine brushstroke. Like you don't need all of it. Maybe hits here and there. Uh, mm-hmm. Definitely try to force it to relate to what the system is uh, since they do have that on-the-go aspect to it being the major portion. A lot of the games we're talking about being like, Uh, Call of Duty overwatch stuff like that. I mean you're not exactly going to be playing them on your 3g service or 4g service on your phone Like while you're traveling so the focus on that might not be as great But there does I think need to be like a cultural shift where the indie companies their quality steps up and they focus on releasing specifically on the switch or uh, have like more I guess exclusive things when released on the switch Uh, So I mean it might just need that little bit of a shift of like what people expect out of companies to Accept more of like the little names over like oh you guys don't have a lot of Activision games or something More than just being like oh you guys are getting this game That's kind of just popped up on everyone's radar, and it seems amazing so it's gonna be a little weird, but it definitely involves too much Stirring the pot right now for us to know, like, do they really need the AAA or do they just need some of it maybe once in a while?
0: Well, you've also pointed out really well in the past, actually, about how the Switch has that, that like ad hoc, like local play where you could have like eight people on, say, a train in the same, you know, same car and everyone's playing Call of Duty in like a four on four match in the train you know against each other and or rocket league even could do the same thing and i i think but i feel like
1: they would need to program for that specifically and that's i mean the it, thing, it yeah. seems a little off but i mean that feels like it would happen more with let's say like if brawlhalla came to the switch like to ad hoc three other players in so you could sort of do the mini smash brothers style fighting with new characters although since it is heavily like smash they probably won't even touch that <laughs> But, yeah, probably yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it would be very specific, very interesting games. Like imagine for us, you and me at least, with like if you were just on a train and then someone popped up on a message like you want to play Windjammers and you're like, yes, yes I would from now. I would like to
0: play Windjammers, yes. <laughs> and you just ad
1: hoc a Windjammers game local on someone else who's got that near you. That I feel like that might be a little more important for them. Uh, for like the quick and easy games to be accessible and to somehow integrate it into the overall system itself. So it's almost streamlined. Like you could be in the middle of Breath of the Wild and you'd see the little pop-up just to be like, want a quick game of such and such. And you're like, yeah, sure, why not? And it'd sure. just be so much more I interesting.
0: That that's something that they should take advantage of. You're right, because it'll it'll have people buying multiple cartridges, obviously, to play together. So even if you're the same house and you maybe instead of sharing that cartridge back and forth, if two people have a switch in the house maybe each person buys a cartridge, you know, and it's. I think it's a little better that way rather than, I guess, trying to... Because I know Halo got uh, beaten down real bad recently for Halo 5 and stuff for not having all the, the split-screen ability that it had. Uh, they made you buy multiple copies, but people won't complain as much if everybody who has a Switch in the same house has their own screen playing. I think it's just easier because they don't have to set up eight TVs, you know? I mean, you should have seen the madness that was Halo back in the day on the original Xbox with cables and routers and stuff everywhere. It was... a it, Back then it was tube TVs. (laughs) So it was madness setting all that up. And I think, I think if Nintendo could tap into that, it makes a lot of sense, right? If like, like if I, Evan, if I come over and I have my switch instead of, instead of me trying to haul my, you know, 50 inch TV over there or something, I just bring my switch and you can play on your TV. And then maybe I ad hoc in with my handheld. So yeah, I mean, I, we're I, using ad hoc like
1: wrongly in this sense, but like something along those lines. Yeah. Right? you know,
0: I mean, like, like we connect wirelessly together, we play and um, it's fun. So uh, that's uh, that's my my thoughts on that. I, I think, you know, it's tough uh, because it comes down to the appeal of the system. Also, the system is interesting because it's convenient. It's different. Um, and at that point, if the install base is there, I feel like the third parties are feel will feel obligated to come over because there is a way to make money if there is 12 million people who are a a consumer a customer base of the switch by the end of this fiscal year they're probably going to make games for it no question you know maybe by the end of next year we're at 20 something million then it's like well we can't ignore this it's there's units out there. There's people to sell to.
2: Right. I mean, if you look at the numbers, um, you know, like, you know, with how it's selling in Japan um, and how it's like, just, it's like selling like madness, you know, the switch. But uh, I I don't see why third parties wouldn't eventually if the, you know, growth rate is, is that large eventually start developing Assassin's Creed, like a, a switch specific version for it. Maybe not something completely different, but something that remains within sort of like, along the lines of that familiar gameplay that we're used to with Assassin's Creed. However, it doesn't have that exact multiplayer that the PS4 or the Xbox version might have. Like, let's say it has um, something, you know, just a fewer or like a few less modes in it. Or, you know, the shaders are turned turned down, the shadows aren't as great. You know what I mean? Like the graphics aren't maybe as as nice, but the Switch can run and open. You know, we've seen beautiful open world games obviously running on the Switch. So we know that it's capable. Um, so. You know, if if Ubisoft is enticed to make that game come to the Switch, I'm sure that they will. Um, and we know that they have a pretty good relationship with the Nintendo already, right? So, mm-hmm. oh yeah, Third yeah. third party doesn't. There is no
3: anti-Nintendo third party bias against against them. It's they they only care about one thing, and that is just making money. So so if they can see an opportunity to make money on the Switch, and if the cost of development of the game uh, you know, is less, you know, than how much they project to sell for this a, a particular Switch version. Then yes, they will support the Switch in releasing some kind of port. But, we're right now, um, we're not seeing much because, you know, quite possibly the cost of of developing a game like that for the Switch might be too much at this time in order to, you know, release it. Um, and actually make a profit from it. Because all they care about is making money. They don't care about, you know, oh, we hate Nintendo, no, they don't they're not thinking about that. They just want to make money yep right
0: people make friends again really fast when millions of dollars <laughs> get thrown into the mix you know <laughs> yeah.
3: very true
0: yeah money solves a lot of issues. we'll say that
3: <laughs> exactly. I think the only company that has a little bit of angst against Nintendo like personally but it is Square Enix because of what happened with Nintendo 64 there was that interview with one yeah. of the one of the directors of Final Fantasy seven and basically they were told never to come back to Nintendo again if they went to, to Sony. So, uh, you know, so there may be some personal stuff going on there, you know, but as far as them supporting Nintendo, they are because they see a, a place to make money on it.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're, they're making one of my most anticipated games of, of the year so far in uh, Project Octopath, so I it, that game looks really cool. It does. Didn't dude. they
2: publicly announce their dedication to Nintendo? Saying, like, we're only interested in, in making games for the Switch for now. Well, now what's on.
0: interesting is I, I think Capcom is very interested with the switch because remember, I mean, Nintendo bent over backwards to make sure that like the amount of Ram was available for Capcom. I mean, they asked Capcom Capcom said you need more and then they put more Ram in. So right. That's true. Yeah. (laughs) It seems like they're like, well, we're going to make this work. So (laughs) um, that's, that's, I mean, that's, that's a good, that's a good sign. So uh, that's good. Um, let me see. We had, so we have some other stuff, a lot of stuff actually to talk about, which we can start with. So first, before we get into, any of the E3 stuff. I want to ask you guys, if you happen to see the Nintendo PlayStation uh, yep. on... Yep. Okay, good. Yeah, <laughs> that that went up yesterday, I believe, um, online. is very impressive. It's a very, very cool piece of technology, first of all. If you have not seen this, uh, go do some research and look this up. There's a whole Reddit thread that got out of control. Um, and, of course, Ben Heck, who is pretty much a legend when it comes to working on stuff or creating things. He's probably one of the best... On video engineers i've ever seen mostly because he has no problem most engineers i'm gonna tell you now guys aren't the most camera friendly you know the pretty camera side Dan actually is is pretty good with the camera he fixes stuff he builds things he's very good with everything and he takes this device that is philip
2: did you watch any of this Um, I didn't see the most recent video, but I know of the the Nintendo PlayStation. Yeah,
0: you understand the backstory where this guy was on Reddit. People are talking about the subject of how Nintendo and Sony came together, collaborated on system. And the idea was it was going to be a a separate CD attachment for the Super Nintendo. And then they were going to build a prototype and then eventually something to bring to market that is like a combo system, much like the CDX release for the Sega. They were going to have like that. And then, of course, something you could buy that attaches to the bottom of your Super Nintendo. At least that was the story. People are talking about it. A guy just shows up on Reddit and says, oh, I have that. That's upstairs. My dad has it. And, of course, it's on Reddit, right? It's on the Internet. People are like, no, no, you don't. What are you talking about? And he's like, oh, I'll go get a picture of it. Three days later, he posts on Reddit. And is like, hey, I took the picture of my dad's Super CD system. And there it is. And people are freaking out, right? And it doesn't work. He takes it to Ben Heck. But Ben Heck has finally fixed it after four visits to the system. They finally dropped it off for a month. It works. It boots the CDs, the cartridge works, and it is a fully functioning Nintendo PlayStation right now, which is an insane piece of history. They can pretty much name their price on this system, and they will get it. it basically, a blank check will be written to them if they want it.
3: Yeah, so, so uh, for me, I'm 36 years old. and when I, In 1995, I, I remember seeing a, a magazine, I think it was GamePro or Game Informer, and uh, they had that little rumor section about a Nintendo and Sony collaboration for, you know, this system. And I was like, wow, this, this is going to be cool, you know. And then, of course, you didn't hear anything more about it. And then the N64 came out. And I said, oh, that was just a fake, you know, fake story. But here we are. That thing was actually a real system. Uh, people don't understand how big this is in video game history. It's, it's just an amazing, amazing piece of, of hardware in, in historical sense for video games
2: yeah it's interesting to think like what if that actually worked out like what would the world look like today you know like would would we be where would we be with video games and what kind of video games would we actually be playing you know i mean the whole industry would be completely different you know um because of the way that nintendo has sort of evolved i feel like you know so has sony um separately shaped the market and you know what i mean and I feel like uh, Microsoft sort of only really exists because those those two exist you know what I mean so yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know it's it's very 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 interesting and and I think that it's so cool that they got that thing to work I can't I can't believe it I'm gonna watch the video as soon as this podcast's over
0: it's really cool yeah it, it, he had to replace a lot of stuff to get it working but there's only two games in existence for it right now that people actually like made for an emulator that they that someone created so it didn't work 100% right away the person fixed it though and you can burn like i think it's two games you can play on there one looks almost like a little puzzle game the other one's like a full beat-em-up with like rap of the rapper and stuff in it um <laughs> but uh it was it's really cool and if you go online you can look up something called an msu1 which is the cd add-on that m that people programmers developed for the like ZSnes or snes 9x and it gives the super nintendo the ability to read like full mp3 quality tracks so people are remastering music for like Chrono Trigger and Secret of Mana and Zelda. And it's really cool if you go online and look that up.
3: I think they have that on RetroPie also available.
0: Yes, yep, you can do that on there too. And um it's interesting though there there were some FMV only games and it ends up working on the MSU1 and the Super Nintendo runs it actually better than what the Genesis runs it, which is really cool. Um but overall like like Secret of Mana there was this big rumor going around that Secret of Mana was originally developed for this Super CD system and that they ended up backtracking on it and had to basically redevelop it for just a cartridge. And it would have been interesting to see what that game could have looked like if it had come out with that CD system in mind. Maybe it had like full motion cutscenes, or maybe it had better, I, I assume it would have better sound, but it's just it, you're right, Philip, it is It is very interesting to see how the, the gaming world would have been different if if this happened, from what I can tell though, apparently the, the deal was not favorable for Nintendo, or at least in their mind favorable so they did not sign it, Sony takes technology, the PlayStation's born, and then obviously from there, Sony pretty much rules the gaming market until obviously it ran into the Wii, in which case the Wii takes it over, and then now we're back here, um, Evan did you get a chance to look at the, the Super uh, the Super PlayStation or Super Nintendo PlayStation?
1: <laughs> Not really, no. I haven't had a direct chance to do it, so I can't really weigh in too much on this.
0: But you understand the um, the idea, right, that there was a, uh, a collaboration at some point between Nintendo and Sony?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we talked about it occasionally at the store uh, for just, I guess, the history of it, but I didn't really know that they had something, like, physically. I wasn't really paying attention to that.
0: It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, it's something. It's interesting. It's interesting. Do we know?
2: Uh, do we know who came to who? Like who approached who with this oh. idea?
0: Oh, for the for the Nintendo play or the 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 idea where it was a CD attachment. Yeah. So from what I've heard, Nintendo approached Sony because Sony chips, believe it or not, are in the Super Nintendo.
2: No way, really. Yeah, wow. yeah. Some of the music just, chips, was
0: it the sound chip. It was yes. Yeah. Yeah, some of the sound chips are Sony, so they had a working relationship. Nintendo was like, man, I really want to do. We really want to do a CD unit. Of course, Sony is producing like Walkmans, and you know, they ended up getting into the CD technology with their uh, one of those CD players you walk around with and everything. So, mm-hmm. of course, you go to Sony because they've already worked with them, they're developing those. They went to they talked to Philips, obviously, at some point because the CDI had Mario and Zelda on it. But <laughs> I think their first their first bet was Sony. Um, Sony ends up, I guess, you know, the deal falls through, and Sony's like, Well, we could just make the system. There you go, they made it. So, um and it's, it's interesting because I have a feeling if they never went to Sony for that and just worked on the 64 Sony probably never would have released the PlayStation anyway. And they probably would have developed something for the 64. Yeah. So it's crazy to think about, but um.
3: yeah, the rumor is that some, something happened with the, the naming uh, IP stuff that, that mm. Sony wanted some kind of control over Mario, uh, Mario, but some of like some of the licensing names of Nintendo characters and stuff. Oh. And Nintendo was like, no, nah.
0: <laughs> i mean to be fair i wouldn't give up mario or link or anybody like that not when you have the most powerful ips in in the world almost if you really think about it I, exactly I would i'm
3: sure there's more to it than that but that's just part of part of it the naming stuff you know owning who, who owns what when you make me make a system it's half and half you know that kind of thing yeah. you know yeah. absolutely it like it wasn't yeah you know, it wasn't going to work from the start the way that the way that it turned out it's too bad
0: well, let me um let me jump over. First off, I want to say uh, to the audience watching, thank you for watching because we've actually crossed over the 500 mark for audience. So thank you for stopping by and checking out Spawncast Saturday night. It's very cool. Uh, but let me jump over. Uh, uh, Dave, you actually brought this to my attention. Um, and maybe you can explain this pretty well to, to some of the people watching. Uh, I did some research. I remember hearing his name. But uh, somebody from Nintendo... Actually retired after forty-five years, and this was outlined in their fiscal report.
3: Yeah, uh, Genyo T- uh, Takeda. Yeah, he's been with Nintendo for forty-five years. Uh, basically, he was in you know the main guy in charge of the NES, SNES, all the way to the Nintendo Switch. Actually, at the head of the hardware development at Nintendo. So him retiring is a huge, is actually a huge thing, and people. Kind of just brushed it over as like a side news story. I thought it was a really big, a big news story actually, because him, um, you know, he was the guy who who's been involved in all the hardware at some point, you know, making the approvals for this for the for the systems and, you know, and all the uh, the projects and all the agreements with uh, you know their previous uh, companies with AMD, Silicon Graphics, NVIDIA now. So, it, um, him retiring is, is gigantic. You know, he's like a, he's a huge bigwig at Nintendo. He's been and, overseeing
0: consoles forever, right? I mean, he's mm-hmm. usually the one that looks at a console and, and collaborates and is really like one of the big, I guess, uh, what would you call him? Somebody who does like quality control with some of the systems and double checks mm-hmm. everything. I mean, it said from what I could tell that he was the the big person behind the battery backup system that we yeah. that we knew with NES. He he helped create, well, at least work on the idea of the analog stick, which was massive when it came out for the sixty four. Mm-hmm. So you're absolutely right.
3: Yeah, and also he's listed, if you look him up, all his uh, hell's history, he's had, he worked on Donkey Kong Country, uh, Punch-Out! Uh, he actually works on, on some of the games as well, and he's also listed as the one of the um, executive, uh, I guess, consultants, or, you know, directly to Kimishima himself. Um, and like, like, you know, his, his buddy to talk to on the side, you know? So he, he's a really huge uh, guy at Nintendo. And uh, him retiring is is is, uh, is pretty big. I just, I just figured we should, you know, just act, at least acknowledge that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I will say, uh, even if
0: you, for after 45 years, I have a feeling he won't, like, he'll step away, obviously. I have a feeling oh, yeah. in the back of his mind, like, you know, people from the, from the place will call him occasionally and be like, what do you think of this idea? You know, how's retirement? But what do you think about this? I have a yep. feeling he'll still be, like, you know, talked to in passing, but he won't be, like, in the office, like, you know, hunched over a desk you know grueling over what which which i guess uh uh version of the system looks better and everything
3: <laughs> yeah, and you're exactly right that's exactly what he's doing he's going into some kind of a, oh. of, of consultant executive role but he's not going to be actually involved in what he was doing before so he is retiring but he's not going to be so he's still going to be there to talk to you, basically just like what you said
0: i mean it takes up that much of your life it's tough you know so yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't blame him
3: so so uh-huh. I mean as far as Nintendo's future hardware is concerned um you know with him go- with him you know stepping down you know, we never know what kind of different hardware direction they may go in the future it's kind of interesting to think about
2: yeah, yeah he's um he's like one of the most you know innovative people in the industry as far as like hardware is concerned I mean wasn't he responsible for like the analog stick or whatever in the mm-hmm. in the N64 controller um so I mean like that alone like he basically figured out how to move or was one of the people that figured out how to move around in a, in a 3d environment, um, with a controller. And I think that that is historically, um, you know, great, you know what I mean? I think that should go down in history. Um, so like the fact that, but I I also think it's quite interesting that, you know, we're seeing another sort of old dog from Nintendo's corporate (laughs) level leaving, um, And I think that this is really another sign of a new Nintendo like, you know, we're having new people coming into the company, fresh minds, fresh ideas. And these are the people who grew up playing the old Nintendo games, the original games, the ones that we all did. So, you know, in a way like this could be a really great thing. Um, You know, like obviously he's still there as, as, you know, somebody who they can go to as in like an informant or whatever, you know, somebody who they can grab his beautiful ideas from. But at the same time, we also have these new minds in Nintendo that are working to make this thing, you know, even better and more interesting. And so and that's the last time I'll flash it, I swear. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but still, um, you know, I just think that um, it's sad. But at the same time, it's also um, interesting and and sort of not a it's not a sad ending. It, it's it's kind of a happy L- looking yeah. forward to the future, I guess. It's Everybody kind of interesting how uh,
3: how Miyamoto Miyamoto would have these ideas, right? We all heard about, it's like, I have these, this idea, and how can we make this into a game? Well, guess what? The hardware doesn't exist. So we need to have somebody develop the hardware so I can make my game work. So that's really cool how they've been working as a team for all these years, thirty over 30 years. Miyamoto, of course, has been with the company. Uh, so actually, no, it's been... Yeah, yeah, oh, thirty-five years over that, but yeah, they um, he would have an idea basically and say, you know, I really want to make this this happen, and then Takeda would say, okay, well, we got to come up with a hardware for you to play this game. So th- their software was reliant on, you know, what they wanted to develop to make the hardware uh, happen as well. So it's kind of like connected to, to, to each other. That's why you don't see Nintendo as a third party because they make games uh, and they want to make the hardware to suit their games, and they they don't just want to do. You know, to what other companies do basically. That's the, that's yeah. what makes Nintendo Nintendo.
0: That's the whole point. Yeah, don't don't be the same. Be different. You know, that that's the whole point. And it makes a lot of sense. Evan, what are your um, what are your thoughts on that N sixty four joystick, battery backup, innovator, all that stuff? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, history like that is just fantastic, and that's really where Nintendo tends to be where all that type of stuff comes from. Uh, it'll be interesting. Hang on.
0: It'll be well it'll be it'll be interesting to see what um I guess where it goes from here, who takes over at that point. Is it is it someone who's younger or is it somebody who's been maybe uh with him, like mentoring or he's been mentoring somebody to kind of take over, so they at least have an idea of where to go with the company at that point, or at least the the ideas that are there. Mm-hmm. So that's I think that's pretty important as well. Um, but I think Evan got a little busy or something yeah, happened just keep so. popping in my, I have a sign it's just
2: like <laughs> please don't and they're like hey what's up no stop. you got to get a red recording light uh, yeah. the air. <laughs> I'm
1: just going to some chairs over there and stop them from coming in but no nah, yeah, it's it's, it's always it, great it's in front of it <laughs> yeah it's always great to see it's always great to remember those names and it's going to be interesting to see who i guess takes his place how well they've been sort of i guess almost led to take that seat, uh, what they've learned over time, because that tends to be how it is in most, I guess, the politics of companies, so we'll, we'll see if it even feels too different, sure. really we won't maybe notice much for the first couple of years, because he's probably going to have to fill the role rather than become his own, and I mean... <sighs> It's, it's going to be interesting, I think, after be five maybe
0: five years, know. right? Just let the old idea cycle through and let the new yeah. ones
1: come in. so somewhere he can sit down in a room and say, I think this, and everyone in the room will go, Okay, cool. Rather than you, you really
3: think that, and it's, <laughs> it'll be
1: interesting. <laughs> That's, yeah, uh, anyone,
3: anyone who comes on will need to have a team of support. It's not going to just be relying on one person.
0: Yeah, yeah. But you still need that voice, you know, that person who's like, This is stupid. Let's not do this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there are a lot. Of, usually, if you see an idea come to market, there was like 300 ideas that didn't. So imagine what's, what's inside the walls of Nintendo that we never saw. <laughs> um, let's, um, you know, let's, let's go from there. The big, the big topic, I think that has, is obviously going to kind of rule people's thoughts. YouTube gaming sites is E3 because it's a month and a half away. It's always the buildup. Then it's a straight shot mm. of like 10 days. And then it's just a ton of like, I, I want to say like recovery period, I guess, it is that much content happening all at once but we have a lot of rumors going into e3 right around nintendo around sony around pretty much around everybody at this point and i guess we should start with nintendo because <laughs> the rumors for that are so high right now because the switch is so new and we and this is going to be their first shot at giving us original content on a new system you know where they give us uh, uh like any of the third parties are talking about but also first party games like this this really weird raving rabbits mario crossover <laughs> and i'm did you guys see any of the stuff that apparently has been leaked like we have not seen anything technically from any actual person who'd be developing this game but have you seen any of the rumors being read off for this thing
2: oh yeah yeah it's yeah. it's almost
0: impossible to miss, right? <laughs> like this is probably one of the worst kept secrets I've ever seen. Go
2: ahead, it's Dave. A,
3: it's a, yeah, it's it's a it's it's a terrible secret, but yeah, <laughs> they should just re, you know show the game right now. But um, obviously they got they got to wait. But yeah, I have um, um, as some others have already said as well. Um, I have seen a little bit of the game um, uh, myself, and oh yeah, you know yeah, but. Um, Where'd you see the game? Oh, well, you know, I'm, I, I can't say that, but I'm, oh. I'm <laughs> interesting. interesting.
0: <laughs> yeah. you, okay. So you have seen the game.
3: Like, I've seen a little bit of it in like, you ah. know, I've seen some of the yeah. assets basically they've been flowing around. Um, just a little bit. Interesting. Yeah. Cause
0: I thought Kotaku was like protecting those assets.
3: Well, you know, some other people have seen the game too. I believe OJ has also seen some and, um, as well. It's, it's going how around this game. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say? Sorry.
0: How, how have I not seen this game?
3: Yeah, I, I don't know. I guess we're not cool. But enough. anyway, it, it, yeah. like you said, it's, it's <laughs> one of the worst kept secrets there is right now. So uh, that game is going to be at E3, or at least it's going to be shown. Um, most likely, most definitely, it's ridiculous. So you've seen it's like not...
0: you've seen you've seen art assets, or you've seen like it actually in motion.
3: I haven't seen it in motion. No. I've okay. seen I've seen some some of the uh, you know uh, screens basically. If we on you know, some oh. assets. Basically. So it's, yeah, an it's actual something. an
0: actual screenshot of the game though.
3: Yeah. 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 Yeah, I, I don't want to talk about it too much, but yeah, I've seen I've seen a little bit a little bit about that. Yeah. See, I'll tell you why they didn't
0: <laughs> tell me because I would just say everything. So <laughs> that's, why don't, that's why people don't tell me anything. That's why people don't even give me people don't even give me review codes under embargo because I, I say everything.
3: So. The thing that's so weird about this game is that nobody asked for it, right? I mean, it's like, well, you know, do we do we even want this game? Like, we don't know, right? Because it sounds really weird.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna be,
1: Stop but I'm gonna be Mario.
3: honest with you.
0: I'm gonna be honest with you. I I didn't know I'd ever want Mario RPG when it was coming out. It looks exactly so, so weird, you know. I was, why would I want this? There's a guy named Gino who shoots like balls out of his fingertip. You know, mm-hmm.
2: that's good. Yeah.
0: <laughs> who, who knows? But okay, so you're saying it does exist, though? It, I mean, I all we hear are well, people telling yeah. us it exists.
2: It does.
3: It does exist. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I mean, if, we'll, we'll say it's a rumor for now, but yeah, it 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 pretty much does, and um. So, but but yeah, I mean, it sounds, it sounds like it could be fun and it looks like it could be fun. Um, mm-hmm. it, it remains to be seen though. I mean, we need to see more of it obviously, or see it in general <laughs> in the public. Well, we, we
0: know it's, it's interesting, right? Because we're supposed to control them indirectly with a disc kind of is what, is what we're being described. We don't actually control them straight up with like a joystick or D pad. We kind of control the characters with indirectly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that's and, weird. I just have yeah, such a up.
2: such a Pikmin vibe from that. I don't know if I'm yeah. reading that correctly, but that's the vibe I got. And I don't know how I feel about that and how that could be RPG-ish. But you know, we're talking about Nintendo here, so anything goes, right? Well, it sounds yeah. like I guess you RPG. Right? Yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, you know, the I mean, well, it's a Rabbids game in the Mario universe, so right. I, I I could see really anything happening right or is it a mario game in the rabbits universe or is it just like 50 50 do we i mean realistically
0: know? realistically it doesn't matter because it's nintendo so they're going to control that as much as they can because it's their you know right. uh billion dollar ip which makes sense
2: See, i have this theory that um you know this is this is some sort of a sweet deal that's happening right now like it's almost like ubisoft or nintendo is letting this game happen Um, so that Ubisoft, like it's a favor for a favor so that Ubisoft could then do something else. You know what I mean? Or get some sort of, you know what's happening?
0: You know what's happening? I bet you, I have a feeling there's a strong, strong prediction feeling here. I think Nintendo is in, is doing this with them. Let them use Mario for this game. Maybe to bring something like Assassin's Creed over.
2: Yeah, like exactly. But uh, why they would need their help for that? I I don't understand. I mean, put Mario on the
0: front of it, it's going to sell.
2: Yeah, that's true, I guess. I don't know. I, I mean, mean long. Mario as you can get...
0: Mario Sonic and the Olympic Games sold, <laughs> I'm pretty sure, really well. And I've played that game and it's okay, but it's not like sixty dollars okay. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so um but uh did you have more to say that on that Phil? I'm sorry, I kinda jumped in there with you.
2: No, 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 no. I totally I agree. I I didn't really have too much more to say on it. I think that oh, um okay. I think that you know it's going to be an interesting game like i said you know it's for just from the leaks that i've heard it sounds like it's a Pikmin Pikmin-y vibe um but i probably am so off like that i you know i'm probably way off on that but that's all right i mean i'm interested in a new first of all fresh big game coming to the switch especially if it's going to be as soon as august or even you know even if it's as late as september like just the fact that something's coming that we didn't know about is exciting Um, But other than that, like, it's an RPG, apparently, and I'm, like I said before, all about RPGs, and I know that a lot of Switch owners are as well. So, um, you know, who knows? I I have high hopes for this. I'm staying optimistic. I know Mm -hmm. Ubisoft is an awesome company. I'm a big fan of theirs, and... And, you know, I'm, I'll give the Rabbids a chance, whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I there's a lot of to hate
0: control, towards the Rabbids right now.
2: <laughs> yeah, like, it's fine, you know. It's, well, it's, it's, if, it's, it's, if
3: it's if it's a good game, it doesn't matter who's in it, right? If it's Mario and Nathan Drake, then yeah. hey, you know, it, <laughs> it doesn't matter. If it's a good game, it's a good game. So we'll have to wait and see. Did you, um,
0: Evan, did you have any thoughts on the Rabbids RPG?
3: RPG
1: nah the Rabbids were always interesting to me and I was hoping they would probably bring them back in a different aspect because I think the Switch would be an interesting place to put I guess like another type of WarioWare game like to Mm -hmm. bring it one more time back and the Rabbids up till now have always felt like those are the characters that would be that but I mean if it's going to be like a whole other RPG type thing I don't know. Where they go with it could be cool, just because of what we've seen with how they did, like, the Paper Mario RPGs and stuff just to try to change mechanics uh Inside Story, Bowser, just any of those little things They could add little nuances to it. And, I mean, like you said, even if the Rabbids characters are there, I mean, they could just be fodder, it could be anyone, as long as the game is good. And RPGs, that really is what makes or breaks it, the fun elements that are in there that keep you in there.
0: Right. Well, what we're led to believe is that there's four playable characters from Mario's universe. I think they said it was like Mario, Luigi, Yoshi, and Peach, I think. And then there's going to be four rabbits that are just dressed up as them that are going to be part of the story for what what we're seeing. And uh, the one thing I will give them is I count on Nintendo to give me unique and different experiences that I probably didn't know I wanted in the first place. Um, (laughs) Because if with my PS4 and my Xbox One and even my PC at times, The same Call of Duty game, not the exact same, but the same Call of Duty game comes out every year. The same Madden comes out every year, right? Same sports game, insert year, you know, comes out every year. And that's fine. People like that. But I do enjoy seeing a game that is so unique and out there that I want to play. And I didn't know, I I wouldn't have been able to have thought of myself. So I appreciate the being creative behind it and i you know i appreciate that the possibility of it just it could just be a fun game you know uh, so i'm looking forward to seeing how it plays because it sounds so different
2: um, right maybe it's not the mario rpg we wanted or expected but maybe it's the one we deserved
0: maybe well maybe it's the one maybe maybe we want it and we don't know we want it until we actually sit down and play it and then we're like oh this is actually good you know so i'll give him i'll walk in with an open mind just to see What this game is, despite maybe I don't like the rabbits, you know, (laughs) maybe they're not my (laughs) favorite character. I'll give them a chance because it's such a unique idea, and you're using Mario assets. You know, you're using Mario assets like Mario and Luigi and everyone with the rabbits. So it could be, it could be interesting. I'll I'll give them a chance on this one. Yes, of course. um, So. Let's uh let's go from there, guys, and let's talk about what again, what I I still think is a very poorly kept secret, but we have zero confirmation on this. I'm gonna say this again, zero. Pokemon Stars (coughs) is supposedly on the way. It's this is really funny because we were supposed to get the announcement, what, at the uh one of the announcement of the switch? or just that first uh, direct that really showed off the switch, everyone was pretty much going to that expecting to see stars. That's around when Eurogamer, I think, broke that story. Mm -hmm. And they've continued to pretty much stand behind that. Like, I guess they have some sort of inside source at Nintendo telling them that Pokemon stars is real. And the common sense factor tells us that it's probably real because I don't think anyone's going to argue that if Pokemon stars comes out on the switch, you will not see those in stores, no matter how many Nintendo tries to put in stores, you will just never see them there because it will sell out constantly. We saw that with Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, it sold out all the switches in Japan, which ended up being about 75,000 switches last week. Do you like do you? I have to imagine that Pokemon Stars would sell out double that, no problem, in a week.
3: Seems like a no brainer, so it, it does. They really should announce it, is. it right? If it's a maze, real. Is,
0: What's amazing is they can sell a 2DS XL, a Switch, and three copies of the game to one person doing this, if it's all compatible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you can sell Pokemon Stars, Sun, Moon, a 2DS XL, and a Switch, which, what, what's that going to come to, like, $600? <laughs> like, I, I guess. <laughs> it's insanity, if you consider that. That is how strong, though, that Pokemon is. People, the, I, I'll say this at the end of time, I was in a podcast a long time ago when I first started on YouTube, and... I, <laughs> I talked to them about Pokemon and how it is a very powerful, um, a very powerful brand, an IP. It's probably one of the strongest I've ever seen. And they didn't, they didn't understand. They didn't know Pokemon was that strong. I'll tell you now, Pokemon is obscenely powerful in terms of intellectual property. Sony and Microsoft would bend over backwards to get Pokemon on their side.
3: Oh, of course. (laughs) But uh, for uh, for the 3DS, how long did it take for it to get its first Pokemon game? Was that uh, X and Y, right? That was
0: X and Y, yes. Mm -hmm. Was
3: that 2013?
0: That was... uh, Remember. Well, it was that Alpha, then um, Sapphire and Ruby went over, and now Sun and Moon. I think you might be right with 2013, because it's like two years between, right?
3: yeah yeah so the switch just came out so uh, if you go by those standards and we may not see pokemon the next pokemon on the switch until late 2018 or maybe even early 2019 you never know
0: it's possible but the rumor going around right now is that there well not even rumor they found them there's high definition um assets Assets. in Pokemon Sun and Moon right now. Mm -hmm. and The thought is that they built those of all the Pokemon. Every one of them has high definition assets for 1080p. Everyone believes that they have made these uh, to get ready for Pokemon Stars. Like Pokemon Stars was already in development, or at least thought of when those were being made, so they spent the extra development time to do that. Um, And that would be something, right? If they show up at E3, or historically, I'm going to say this now, historically, Pokemon is announced before E3. So, believe it or not, we could see a Direct in a week or two, if Pokemon Stars is real, with them announcing Pokemon Stars. Which would steal the thunder <laughs> from so many companies.
2: Yeah, I, if that was announced, especially, yeah, for the Switch. Because I have this like fear that maybe we'll get Pokemon Stars, but maybe it'll just be on the 2DS XL or the 3DS. Oh, gosh, I hope
0: not. Oh, no. Yeah,
2: <laughs> like that would be so, like, but like, that would also be like a Nintendo thing to happen. It'd be like like uh. what? Why wouldn't they? You know what I mean? Like why would they just stop the NES Mini when it's when it's selling so quick? It's like why do they do so many weird things? Mm-hmm. Um, so I wouldn't really be surprised if something weird like that happened. Yeah, the, the year you make a good point there, Philip. The
3: year the 3DS came out, I believe they released their last Pokemon game on the DS. Um, I just can't remember the name of it right now, but uh, it was probably that black was- and white too, right? I th- I think so. And I and I was like, what are they thinking? Put that on the 3DS, it'll sell, you know, the system, but they were thinking about software sales, right? The DS was 150 million consoles sold or whatever it was at the time. And so they were thinking, man, we can make all this money in the DS. So they put it on the on the DS and and obviously the Pokemon game came later on the 3DS, but sometimes Nintendo they, they have something else in their mind, you know, and and just like what Philip said, who knows <laughs> what yeah. they'll do with that? That 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 will sound really dumb to us, but maybe to them it's it's uh, really smart. Who knows? Well, I think the idea is it's going to
0: be a third, like that third release. Like you always get that weird middle game, like uh, like an emerald, you oh, know, yeah. or a mm-hmm. platinum. I think that's the idea of stars because it works with obviously sun and moon stars. That, that makes sense, and I I would hope that they would do that after realizing that games need to be there and pokemon will push switches i i realistically they could release four games next year and if pokemon stars one of them the switch would continue to sell out
2: <laughs> oh yeah it's,
0: it's the craziest mm-hmm. thing to think about but that's just the way pokemon is people get it's crazy like grand
2: theft auto it's just it sells it's oh. an engine it's a money printing machine and Grand thought it was obscene <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> it really is
0: <laughs> yeah uh evan, evan what are your uh what are your pokemon thoughts there man
1: I mean, it's Pokemon. If we, you and I know the beast. I mean, we've seen it from the other side of the sales counter. I mean, the only thing I'm wondering is, what if what if they announce it and they announce a special edition Switch, like a special edition skin Switch with it? Would the you, first one, yeah.
0: Yeah, how would you How be much pissed? are they going to go for on eBay? Probably about $1,000. Yeah, yeah but would, would you be pissed
1: about that, or would you actually be excited about getting a second Switch with a whole new skin? Because that's always been something that's bothered me. With when they released that stuff, because when we I first bought the 3DS was when it was the original one, and then I think they released the special edition ones like within a couple months that really made me want them. And that kind of annoyed the hell out of me, but it, do
0: you think they... would it kind of anger you more to see that happen now? See, I'm, I'm weird about that, because I don't... I'm not a fan of special edition systems. I like mine to be just... Plain. I don't know. I'm weird about that. The only one I would consider is maybe a really nice, really, uh, really nice looking fire emblem one that just looks, you know, I don't want to say it. I, I don't like some of the systems because the, the colors are kind of odd. Sometimes it's a little too flashy for me. I like kind of having the nice looking, you know, just plain gray switch, but that's just me. I know a lot of people out there, like, I didn't really want the neon one. So I was kind of odd about that. I wanted just the regular gray <laughs> switch colors. I know Philip, you got like the, the nice red neon going on and everything. Oh, I
2: got them all. Yeah. Yeah. But I can't I, wait I for just, yellow.
0: I'm just, yeah. see, I'm just not a fan of all the different colors. Uh, realistically, I like red, but uh, I like my favorite color, but I, I'm much bigger of a fan. I think of something that's just like monochrome. I'm just, I'm boring like that. But if it was like a nice looking switch with like a triforce symbol somewhere on it, that was like gold. I would like that. But when they come out with ones that are like purple and like, and I don't even know what, what color would stars even be. Would it just be purple or some other weird color?
2: probably gold and blue <laughs> maybe i do yeah,
3: know i could see that i don't know I don't, i'm not sure
2: they'd do it i'm wondering if they would do the whole switch or if they would just do the joy con you know like maybe it would just be a joy con thing true and keep the consistency with the black i mean maybe we'll see like the you know a white switch or something like that i don't know if nintendo would do white that's maybe too too plain for them they,
0: they have white 3ds's in um in japan
2: that's true <laughs> That's true, yeah. but I definitely think that we're gonna hear a lot about Joy Cons come E3. At least one or two special edition with games that are gonna be announced or have already been announced. So
3: it'd be neat to have different forms of the Joy Con too. You know, not just all the same exact thing. You know, maybe oh, a man. Different, different shape. Yes. That'd be interesting.
2: Thumbsticks yeah. with
1: little Pokeballs on the top of them. <laughs> <laughs>
2: There's so much potential. There's so much potential. I mean, I don't know personally like what is compatible with the way you can slide those on, but I, I definitely could see so many different things, so many different inputs, Joy Cons with, you know, different sensitivities or like the analog triggers and stuff like that, you know.
0: So are we um are we are we pretty much agreed that Pokemon Stars makes a lot of sense and we hope it's real?
3: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> For, if Nintendo's smart with their with their business on the Switch, then yeah, definitely. See see, they I would, would I, Pokemon. I, I,
0: I'm kind of also kind of weird because I like the older Pokemon. I play some of the newer ones, but not a lot. I think I would play Pokemon on the switch a lot more. The thing that really sets me off about the three DS and the, even the 2ds excel i guess at this point and it always will is that top screen resolution it's always bothered me and it, mm. it probably always will bother me um and the switch version if they can get it out at like a nice looking clean resolution and everything even if it's 720p it won't bother me but the fact that the 3ds and i guess the 2d it, it's like what 240p or something like 240. that mm-hmm. like people on my youtube videos complain when it's 360p <laughs> <laughs> you know when you first upload and people get to the video and they're like it's 360p yeah those 3DS and 2DS screens are, are, are 240p. They were originally designed to be small. They weren't designed to be as large as what the 3DS XL is right now or the 2DS XL, and it gets the point across when you're playing a game, but I just feel like Pokemon, man, it, it just has never had its, you know, it, I don't I don't think it's ever been given the chance to be something that it can be on the Switch where it looks really nice and it's on TV and, it, and you know, on your TV screen, and it just, it's a much bigger adventure. It frame rate's better because all the stuff I hear is that Pokemon Sun and Moon as you get further into it the res- not the resolution I'm sorry the frame rate they had to turn 3d off because the frame rate just gets very bad sometimes so mm-hmm. i I think they desperately want it on the switch because it would just open it up man how, how amazing would that be if you fire up Pokemon on the switch and it looks like a full-blown like i don't want to say ps4 game but you know you know like apparent uh, oh, visuals you know and 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 the frame rate is is rock solid at even 30 frames and it's just it's just a fun experience i i, I would like that I would like that a lot actually. <laughs>
2: I mean that's the game we've all been wanting isn't it you know like for so long yeah. that like full-on console 3d world pokemon rpg like i think i think the the switch is the perfect time to do it because they're, they get the best of both worlds they still have their handheld pokemon but now they get to transition over to the console world as well and and it's never really been a better time to do it and the hardware can definitely handle something like that you know so it would be very interesting to see something like that come to I'm fruition sure yeah, with that art style, um, it could look
3: really good, really, really good.
0: Mm-hmm. And then, uh, I guess the other E3 rumor that is really getting thrown around right now is Smash Brothers. I mean, is that is that happening?
3: I really don't know personally if it's happening, um, but uh, it makes sense, right, to it, it, to push more sales. And um, obviously, the more of these games you release for Nintendo, the the more the, the more they're going to have to make sure that that these systems are in stock, you know, and and make sure that people can buy them when they want them and um, make sure they catch up with the, with the demand. Cause the smash brothers is a big series and obviously it's not going to be a new game. It would be a port, but um, you know, it's a huge, huge uh, seller for Nintendo. So if they get that out this year too, Mm -hmm. that's, that's even more, that's even more sales.
0: Yeah, I, I would think so. I mean, they're very fortunate. To an extent <laughs> that a lot of people didn't buy the Wii U. I don't want to say it's fortunate, obviously, but they can pretty much take these games that were on the Wii U that some people, obviously, the fans of, of Nintendo experience, but then you have mainstream people who are now buying the Switch. I have to imagine right now, the Switch sales, I, I think, are 50 50. I think it's like half the Nintendo fans are buying them, and then half people who didn't have the Wii U are buying it now, too. And if you can bring Smash Brothers to that audience who maybe hasn't played it since the Wii, that's a new game to them, right? So. <laughs> So why yeah. not?
3: Yeah, definitely. I, I, I really hope they get their. Um, I really hope they get their. You know, their, their stock all in stores, catch up with demand, and everything. Because uh, in early April, we did hear that some people were buying the Wii U and Zelda because they couldn't find the Switch in the stores. Uh, GameStop was saying that they were selling out of their Wii, their used Wii U's. I don't know if you remember that that story mm-hmm. that came up a little bit. I so, did. Uh, I remember
0: seeing that. Yeah, you're right. Yep.
3: So uh, I really, I really hope they get their all that you know uh ramped up uh even uh, as fast as they can because as soon as they announce all these games they're gonna have to uh make sure they keep up with the with the uh demand
0: yeah absolutely evan would you get smash brothers on the on the switch yeah once we get our office switch that's definitely one <laughs> <laughs>
2: we have an office but we're gonna just call it the switch. office switch, switch.
3: <laughs> you should have plenty of money now man you've been donated a lot huh
0: yeah. Yeah. We're actually, we're getting it now. You know, it's really funny. Now I'm trying it's, to find one.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's more finding it now. At this point. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Seriously. I, I've called Best Buys and they're like, I think we're getting some in. And then they, um, cause I knew they were going to show up on, during Mario Kart, and they never called me. They said that I would have had to have lined up at 6am to get it. And I was like, 6am. Oh man. Yeah. Wow. I was like, cause apparently they had tickets. They were giving tickets out to people for the switch. And I was like, cause of course Mario Kart is like the day that they were giving out tickets. And, um, I was like, I really don't want to wait outside at 6 a.m. for a switch. <laughs> as much as I would might get another one, I, I don't want to do that. So I'm waiting to. I was actually even looking on Craigslist because, believe it or not, on Craigslist to get a switch straight up, it's like 350. And it's like, fifty dollars is not the worst uh, uh, amount of, I guess, I guess scal- That's not even scalping at that point. That's just that's just you know their time. They wasted money then because
2: <laughs> yeah, they waited they're giving in up officially yeah. given up scalper very desperate <laughs> so.
3: yeah, I've seen the switch as low as 300 on eBay um, mm-hmm. but they don't include what it costs for the shipping so who knows yeah. you know yeah. they get some money maybe
0: but yes it's uh yeah we're getting another one soon so that'll be fun then I gotta I get another I guess capture card and I guess I'll give Evan the little elgato down there <laughs> so that'll be good um let's see we talked about that and oh do you guys think um, in this case do you think the Super Nintendo mini will be E3? I think we're waiting for a direct on that as well. Hmm. That's a good question. Hmm. It it really (laughs)
2: depends. Yeah. It depends on how much they have to show, I guess. I mean, with, you know, there's with their, just, you know, blatant announcement of the two DS XL, like, you know, right before E3 yeah. announcement. <laughs> yeah. Just like, here it is. Whatever. Take yeah. it. Start loving it now. Better get it.
3: You know, Yeah, I think that announcement would come later, maybe like August, September, you know, like a few months before they release it, just like the NES mini.
2: Kinda yeah. Like- I don't know. I-, I feel like, you know, that could be the case or-, or maybe they just have like an amazing E3 show lined up for us and they're just going to give us everything we want. I mean, Obviously, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, I'm staying very optimistic at the same time, but I wouldn't also be surprised if this was the year that Nintendo was like, yeah, we heard everything you said. Here it is. Here's Metroid. Here's Smash. You know, okay. here's the Luigi's Mansion. And you know what? Here's Virtual Console 2 at the end of the year. You know, like, so we'll see. <laughs> my, I wallet, mean,
0: my wallet just lights on fire.
2: <laughs> everybody's, yeah, wallets and heads explode simultaneously. <laughs> and, you know, the Switch... Takes over.
3: Yeah. That, I mean, that so, would be it. So speaking of Metroid, uh, there are some rumors. Oh, that let me, I heard. let me
0: let me get to, let me open that uh, topic up on my little <laughs> list here for you, Dave. I, we'll make this the whole little segment here. Let me uh, let me jump over to that. Okay. All right, Dave. So, let's go. Met- Metroid on the Switch. Talk to me.
3: <laughs> yeah, I saw your tweet. You're like, Nintendo, please give us something. Yeah. Metroid um. Prime. <laughs>
0: Nintendo, if you're watching this stream, which you're probably not.
3: <laughs> uh Metroid know. Prime <laughs> <laughs> um no, but um, so basically rumors have been going around uh since I believe last year or the year before that um retro Studios was making a, a Metroid prime sequel like Metroid Prime four, uh, and that rumor's been going around for a while, and um I have heard that as well of Metroid Prime four from retro Studios, however, Um, There's also been rumors going around about another Metroid game in development that's not Retro Studios. And um, so this Metroid game, I'm hearing, will be shown at E3. And um, the studio who is being rumored (laughs) to be in development for it is called Climax Studios.
0: Climax Studios, interesting. Okay, what what have they
3: done? They did uh, Silent Hill Shattered Memories on the Wii. Yeah. That was actually also, not a
0: terrible game. Yeah, It was a great fine. game. Yeah, it was fine. That
3: was yeah. And they also did a Assassin's Creed, one of the Assassin's Creed ports. Uh, I think Chronicles, I forgot the name of it. but um, And they, they also announced uh, this new space uh, shooter for the Switch also. Um, maybe someone in the chat will tell you what it, what, it, what it was. I forgot the name of it already. Let me look it up. People are saying Climax Studios with exclamation points and question
0: marks right now. So <laughs> that must mean something. Something must be happening right now. It's a climax studios, huh?
3: Yeah, they're doing uh, Rift Star Raiders uh, for the Nintendo Switch. They oh. just announced it three days ago.
0: Yeah, and that's th- right. I saw that. Yeah, he put the he put the um the Zelda the 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 Hylian Shield mug next to it, didn't
3: he? Uh, I believe is yes. There? Yes. Uh huh. Wow, that's so,
0: interesting.
3: So there, the rumor is that they are uh, making a of course exclusive metroid game for the nintendo switch and they will be showing it at e3
0: whoa that that's actually a really big deal is it any um any word on what type of metroid game it is or it's just just metroid right now
3: um well if you look at their what they've developed uh, in the past you can it's probably not going to
2: be a 2d metroid game
3: you think in (laughs) prime
2: Oh, we'll, we'll have to, you'll have to wait and see. Well, it oh. looks like the Assassin's Creed, uh, that they worked on was the Chronicles one. It was Russia, India, and China. It was, that was like a 2d side scroller. Right. So I guess it's not 3d, but it, it's maybe not like maybe a two point five d Yeah. Like a 2.5d. Exactly.
0: Like sh- what is that? Um, oh, what's game? shadow complex?
2: Oh Ro- God. Like shadow complex. Great yes.
0: game by the way. Yes. <laughs> it, it was, believe it or not, it was free a couple, a couple months ago online. You could go download it for free on your computer.
2: Um, wow. Yeah, but, I, I, uh, I do have
3: a pretty good idea of what this game is, but I, I'm not, I can't, um, I, I'm not gonna talk about it.
0: <laughs> Where do you keep getting these sources from? I need um, to find sources.
3: Things, things happen. <laughs> is this
0: a West Coast thing?
3: Do I need to be on West the West Coast, Coast?
0: man? Yeah, this is West Coast thing. Philip, you're on the West Coast, man. Get on it.
2: I know, man. i got to be your inside man over here. Yeah, but, like, you can
0: tell thing. me, and I'll, I'll, I'll damage my ties with all these people by saying <laughs> There you that, go. That's fine. Just, just tell me off camera. <laughs> uh,
3: however, uh, this is not an exclusive rumor. Uh, some other people have hinted at this online already, so I'm not the one breaking this. I just wanted to okay. say that. If you do look closely on their Twitter page, Climax Studios, you'll see a couple of people um, may have already known about that a little bit already. But uh, I'm saying I'm hearing the same thing myself, so uh, you should look for that at E3 most likely. I'll Nothing is guaranteed with Nintendo. Nothing is guaranteed with Nintendo. Just keep that in mind. But this is very likely to be shown at E3. Me- Honestly- I mean,
0: Metroid a- Metroid's a series that we've been waiting for for a while. I'm sorry, Phil. Go ahead. Go ahead, Phil.
2: Okay, I was, uh, yeah, I was going to say, honestly, I wouldn't mind. I mean, Climax Studios, their, their game's history sounds like the perfect type of studio to attempt a Metroid game. I mean, they have a horror background with Silent Hill. So, and, you know, Metroid's always been sort of that eerie, or it's had an eerie horror-ish tone, I would say, to it. You know, not a complete horror game, but it still has that, like, vibe, darkness to it. Um, and then the fact that those Chronicles games, I mean, I know that they review generally okay for the most part, I think, like something between six and seven. So, I mean, they've had practice with that sort of environment, that sort of development before. And if Nintendo's giving them the reins to one of their most beloved franchises, I would imagine that these people have probably showed them something very impressive. So I'm yeah. very excited. Uh to hear what you just said, thank you very much, David. You yeah, just I'm excited night. too, man. That's awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. I, I hope it's
0: um. I just I just want Metroid Prime. I know some people don't like Metroid Prime. I I like I Metroid love Prime it. a lot.
3: Yeah, I'm a yeah. fan of it. So, but keep in mind the, uh, the rumor. The, but the rumor still is there that Retro Studios is is also working on a full blown Metroid Metroid game. Also, so that, that there's no word or not if there that's going to be shown or anything like that. But Um, but they are also working on another, uh, brand new IP as well. Um, Hmm. so, however, uh, like I said, it's more likely to see this other Metroid Prime, or Metroid game, I don't want to say Metroid Prime, but Metroid game, to be shown at, uh, at E3, uh, from Climax Studios, because this is what's, what's going on, basically. I'm ready for it,
0: I'm ready for it, that, that, I. That's day one purchase straight up. (laughs) Absolutely. Especially if there's a special edition.
2: Okay. Oh, God. Yeah. I'm a big Detroit fan.
3: Also, um, I believe two weeks ago you had OJ on, and he talked about um, Call of Duty um, coming to the Switch, uh, World War II, right? And he mentioned a rumor that he heard. So I want to do a little, um, I don't want to say... back him up a little bit uh, add to it a little bit to what he said, but uh-huh. basically he was saying that Nintendo and Activision are talking and they were trying to come to an agreement to get call of duty world war II on the switch. Right. Right. And, um, that they were talking about, you know, getting some side developer to do the port for them. Right.
0: Yes. Okay. That's correct.
3: So what I have heard uh, is that, uh, the, the game is currently under consideration for the Nintendo switch. So, uh,
0: okay, so so World War Two is at least they're at least thinking about it.
3: Well, well, yeah, more than that. But I mean, they, they're basically they it's under consideration. What that means in developer terms is that they are basically like trying to see if the if the port would basically be viable on the Switch, like you know if it could run as good and all that kind of stuff. So it, it's under consideration
1: and such. Yeah.
3: yeah, yeah. So it's under consideration, huh. and uh, that is the. Rumor that that I that I have about that. So, so I wanted to add a little bit to a little bit more insight to what OJ was saying. If it's under consideration
0: now, would it possibly be ready to show at E3? I guess that's another question.
3: Not uh, unknown at this at this point. I okay. know, like, like I said, it, it, information that this information could be months old. You know, that's you never the, know. the
0: question. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe it is months old yeah. and it's ready to at least show somewhat at the at the event because then, man, that means. A, more third-party games could become to the Switch then if Call of Duty shows up. I can't imagine Madden wouldn't be there, right? Madden has to be there.
3: Yeah, it, like I said, it's it's unknown it's at this point, but Nintendo really does want that series on their system. And even Reggie said himself years ago when they lost Call of Duty on the Wii U. It, in one of the one of the interviews, they said, "Reggie, what game franchise from third-party would you love to have back on your system?" And he says, Call of Duty. I would love to have that back." Oh, so, okay, you there know. You go. It, it makes it's a billion dollar franchise. Overwatch just became a billion dollar fra- franchise. You know these these games are huge to have on your system. So um, Nintendo, um, they really do want. They They would love to have Call of Duty. They would have, love to have all these games on their system. Obviously, it's it's up to the developer. You know their third parties to see if they can they can do that. If it's going to be viable enough to make them money.
0: Okay, that's that's good. That's good.
3: But, uh, but- everything. Like I said, everything I'm saying here is 100% rumor. Don't take it as fact. Wait till E3. <laughs> I do I do think Metroid has been
0: so heavily hinted at right now. It would be a colossal disappointment if it was not at least shown in some way, even if it's not coming out this yeah. year. If it just wasn't shown, even if there's an outro like I've always said where you have Samus kind of look at the camera and then it fades away, you know, at least you have something that's like, okay, yeah, there something's happening with Metroid. Yeah. Uh,
2: we need to know things are coming like cuz right now like it's great we have arms it's great we have splatoon 2 and we have mario odyssey but i think we we all need just a little a little bit more you know what i mean especially because the third party support right now is still so unknown as to what you know what's going to happen in between i mean sure we have like a, a kind of nice list of releases in between 2017 but we also kind of are curious to know what's going to happen afterwards and and I'm sure that that library is going to start growing soon so I mean if it hasn't already and just those announcements haven't really been made yet so it's it, it's, it's just, awesome yeah. yeah it's just like it's just like eating a hamburger right you have a the hamburger patty
3: is the main part of the hamburger <laughs> the third party support can be the rest of the hamburger that makes the thing taste good right, right. so it all comes together it's, it's definitely needed it's something that backs up your 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 console sales
0: so um, let's uh, let's jump from Nintendo, because we've been talking about them for a little while. Let's go to a company that I still think E3 is crucial for them, and that is Microsoft. Um, so there is a big rumor right now that's going around that says uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, which is a game that I, I do think Microsoft needs to come out this year, at least for Scorpio, even to, to maybe a release alongside the Scorpio. Mm-hmm. There's a big rumor that's saying it's being pushed to 2018. That it's gonna miss its 2017 release window. Now, the big question is with their massive lack of, of exclusives, can because I assume Tomb Raider will be a like a timed exclusive for the Scorpio, like it was previously with Rise of the Tomb Raider. If that's the case, if, if it's at least a timed exclusive, can they afford to have like Tomb Raider pushed to next year? And not have a lot of exclusives going to the holiday season because they are on the opposite side. So Nintendo is lacking third-party support, I guess. Sony is lacking first-party support, and is that is that a is that a major problem right now for them? Can they afford to miss Tomb Raider?
3: Uh, Microsoft, you mean, right? Uh, yeah, they they yeah, sorry um,
0: Microsoft. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, they need they need a, a big exclusive um, with the launch of the Scorpio because uh, I'm... And in my opinion, they need to scale back their PC, you know, that that thing they're doing with PC and Xbox. You know, I think they they need to make the Xbox its own thing, but obviously, that's just my opinion. You know, the uh, the business side of it's another... Is, yeah, is their it's,
0: choice. it's tough for them because they own Windows and that's their big money maker, so bolster as much as you can. But yeah, I get what you're saying. Go on.
3: Yeah, yeah. For, for for somebody who's an Xbox fan, you know, Xbox fans take their pride in having exclusives to their console. And for them, they have it all on PC, it take, kind of takes the wind out of their sails a little bit. But regardless of that, they do need a couple big exclusives for, for the holiday for the Scorpio. And um just relying on graphics alone and having the best graphics for their third party ports uh from from ps4 whatever is not enough so yeah they they need a huge game
2: you know i just i want to say like i'm i'm a huge xbox fan i really am and that was my main console to game on because that's where all my game uh my friends gamed on 360 Uh, right yeah for the 360 and also for the first like i want to say actually no just like recently for the xbox one i hopped back in to play destiny with my one of my best friends um but otherwise like you know it was it was always xbox um so like it you know ps4 pro came out midway through this gener- console generation and they released it alongside some really heavy hitter exclusives like we had uncharted 4 i don't it didn't come out day and day but you could play games like uncharted 4 pretty like within the release of the ps4 right um mm-hmm. or pro you know like there were there were certain games that just really made sense to come out alongside, like, Horizon also, you know what I mean? Like, those are really strong exclusives, Um, but the fact that Microsoft is now going to come out with this sort of midway generation system, but not have any real heavy-hitting exclusives to push it with, is just, to me, it's a sign that they shouldn't, it shouldn't have happened, you know what I mean? Like, they should have just waited and done the next Xbox, with, with Halo 6, and with You know, like, launch with another Halo game. Launch with Halo 6. You want to come back with a bang? Launch the next Xbox with the next Halo game, dude. That would ignite you know, then back like way into the front of the, this console race that's happening. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I just think that that it's a sign that maybe they jumped the gun or maybe, you know, they had a plan like with scalebound, you know, on its way. Maybe that was going to be Scorpio's big like, you know, showing game or whatever. But obviously now they're they're out of ammo, it seems like. Yeah, and, they need more than just Forza. <laughs> yeah, like Forza's not like I like Forza. I do, but I'm not Forza's not going to make me go buy a five hundred dollar xbox just to play it in 4k and and you know decent frame rate i have a ps4 pro i already dipped into that sort of like you know side of things or whatever show me something give me a reason to go buy that new xbox give me give me a game that i need to like go and play and that i can only play on your system you know because right now i'm i'm really invested in other exclusives that i you know will never play on your system like obviously like breath of the wild or like horizon or something like that you know like phil spencer i'm so Go ahead. I'm sorry.
0: Oh no, uh, you were you were actually about to say Phil Spencer. I was actually about to say him too. Go go on. You're probably about to say what I'm about to say anyway. Go ahead. Go no, ahead. I just wanted to say
2: like I think that he he's a very smart CEO. I really like or not a yeah. He's a CEO. I'm he's right? head of, he's head of, head of, head of head Xbox. Of Xbox. Yeah. yeah. He's a he's a big guy over there, um, and he's got a great name, Phil. Um, <laughs> but um, you know, I think he's a he's a very smart guy, and I really like him a lot. Um, and he's got some very you know innovative ideas. Um, that I think are going to help push the future of gaming. And, you know, I know that he said that he sees games like Overwatch as and Destiny sort of as the future of, like, um, video games because it's just too expensive for developers to just make a single-player game and, you know, make maybe a DLC pack or two DLC packs and just release it. Like games now, in order for developers to have like some sort of worthy investment into it, they need to be able to pump content into it constantly, like in order to have some sort of return on that, you know, like that's why I think that Destiny 2, for instance, one of the problems that they had with that game was the lack of content. And one of the problems or one of the things they promised essentially was we're going to figure out how to fix that. And I think that in a way, like that'll be through being able to pay for things more frequently. Essentially, I think that that is the future, and maybe Microsoft is relying now more so on third parties um, for that type of experience or whatever. Maybe they're going to provide some sort of exclusivity exclusivity with you know other third parties. I know Destiny has Sony, um, but maybe there will be other things. Mm-hmm. They, oh, they yeah. need a
3: lot more exclusive. They just they need like three. Big exclusives for the holiday season, I think, for them to have uh, a big impact with the Scorpio. That's just my opinion. They they really need some some exclusives.
0: Yep, yep. Especially if, because they're going to go up against what a four K PS4 Pro. I mean, there's not a big difference to the mainstreamer. You're not going to explain a Walmart associate's not going to stand there and explain checkerboard pattern to a to a mom. <laughs> you know, at time of purchase, she's just going to see because I still think the PS4 Pro will be. $50 less at holiday season. I think it'll get dropped to $350. And I think the Scorpio is going to be $500. So there's a $150 price difference there. And they both say 4K on that back of the box. One has more games. The other one has, you know, forts, I guess, maybe if they're a racing fan. But Gran Turismo will be there at that time, probably. So it's, it's tough. It's a tough sell for Scorpio, it, especially if the kid doesn't even have a 4K TV. Who's to say he has 4K? At that point, maybe they just buy a regular PS4 and they move on. So it's, um, it's tough. It it really is tough. Now I do think, I think Phil Spencer understands what's happening in gaming that the problem we have with games is the budgets do nothing but go up and gamers don't want to pay 70 to $80 for a game, despite us technically paying uh, the least amount of money we've really ever paid for a game. If you factor in inflation, we were paying 80 to $90 for a super Nintendo cartridge back in uh, what? 1993. Chrono Trigger was an $80 game, I believe.
2: Yeah. Yeah, games were and, way more expensive. Yeah,
0: with inflation, that's what, like $120 or something now? Would you spend $120 if Final Fantasy fifteen had come out <laughs> You know, on Final Fantasy fifteen, Would you sp- on a big RPG like that? Right. Probably not. But you end up spending that much money in DLC down the road with something like Destiny or even Overwatch. Overwatch has, makes a crazy amount of money on things that technically don't affect the game, right? It's mostly... <laughs> Like visual stuff, it's right? Skins, but, it's
1: skins and anyway. yeah, you get normally anyway, but you're actually buying the time, like the uh, limited amount of time to like get more stuff at certain times during seasons, like holidays, get more boxes, stuff like that.
0: Yeah, and I feel, I, you know, I, I kind of feel bad for Phil Spencer because I think he's caught right now. I think investors in Microsoft who've never understood the Xbox. Only see it as a problem for, believe it or not, investors of Microsoft see the Xbox as a problem for Microsoft right now. And because it's, it's so much money to put these systems out, whereas Windows, they develop it for a little while and then they sell it to large corporations who write massive checks to Microsoft for their server rooms, for for their, you know, multi-billion dollar companies that all run Windows and it makes no sense to them to build a machine that you lose money on at retail and try to make up licensing and stuff. If it wasn't for Xbox Live being a service that they can charge for, I don't think the Xbox would be around right now.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's, absolutely.
0: That's real. <laughs> that's that's how close I think they are. I mean, what, two years ago, they were shopping around the Xbox brand to get rid of it. That's That's how close they were.
2: Yeah, I heard about that. Wasn't there like a rumor that Amazon or somebody was going to buy? Yeah, it, Xbox? it, it was Apple.
0: <laughs> Apple and Amazon were very close to th- to buying buying Xbox. Isn't that yeah. crazy?
2: I wonder You're losing way too much actually. money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's crazy. it's
0: like what and and I think he sees this. I think he, Phil. I think Phil wants these. I think he wants first party games. I think he wants exclusives. I have a feeling he does not have the budget allow to him to do a lot of this stuff as much as they don't want to say they don't have the money whereas Microsoft does, I have a feeling the Xbox division is getting kind of uh, squeezed overall they're developing this very expensive to make Scorpio that's not going to sell well I, mean, I think Phil pretty much understands that they're going to sell more of their regular Xbox Ones which will probably make them more money anyway than the Scorpio and overall I, I think they're in this weird time where they have to prove themselves to their investors without spending too much money to do it and it's, it's the craziest thing to think about because <laughs> you develop and you put money into the place that's making you money, which is Windows, right? And you cut down where it's costing you money, with which is the Xbox. So it's it's tough right now for Microsoft. They don't have the IPs. They cancel scale bound. That's got to be the biggest indication I've ever seen that there are budget constraints at Microsoft in the Xbox division right now because that game would have run fine on the Scorpio, right? Nice. I, I, it would have run fine on their computer, on, on Windows, but it's canceled for some reason. Now, why, yeah, why yeah. is that?
3: What's happening is, you're exactly right, is that they have a set budget, and these games are taking longer than what they originally had planned to develop, and then the game goes over budget, and then they end up canceling the game, and even, like, in some cases, what, did they close down the studio from the other? Well, that was, um. well,
0: too? one, I think they, they closed one studio, and then um it was, who was, Retro was making that, weren't they? I oh, thinking. no. Platinum, uh, game. Platinum Games, right? Wasn't Platinum Games making Scalebound? I think so. Yeah, so they they just tell them you know it's canceled. Our contract's done. We'll pay out to get rid of the contract. But
3: oh wait, no, it was Fable. The Fable game they canceled. They 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 didn't they close the studio down?
0: Oh, was not that Lionhead Studios? That's or something? right. Yeah, yeah, they closed down yeah.
2: Lionhead. Oh yeah. man,
0: and it's weird because we we see Microsoft as a company that has infinite amount of money, right? <laughs> and they, <laughs> they but but it comes down to what they budget for each division because you put money in the where you're gonna make money which is windows, you know, they're, they're developing the next windows or they're making windows 10 better as they go along to keep selling to companies, anything with servers, man. Oh my gosh. Servers are the biggest cash cow for Microsoft right now. It's insane. I'm
3: I'm just wondering, that's why, that's why I'm a little iffy on the Xbox brand right now is because they do this kind of stuff. Their gaming is not their priority. Unfortunately, so they're canceling games and they're closing down studios for a gamer. You want to go with a company that's not going to do that kind of stuff (laughs) So kind of like as a trust perspective, you know, you kind of um, just in my opinion um, I would go with Nintendo or Sony right now
0: I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you guys a little look into the back end of everything with retail Microsoft is the easiest company to work with when it comes to ordering games, because they'll give you something called price protection, whereas Sony and Nintendo will not. And what that means is if they come to the table and drop a price on, let's say Gears of War 4 goes from 60 to 40, they will rebate that. They will give you a rebate. Even if you're a small mom and pops uh, shop, as long as you have uh, some kind of wholesale contract with like, there's one called Ingram, for example, if you have a contract with them and you're ordering through them, they will credit that amount back to your account in cash. and sony mike or sony and nintendo do not do that microsoft does and that has to be a hit whenever they do that they know they're losing that twenty dollars whereas nintendo and sony don't they just say hey order accordingly we're not going to give you the money for this price drop
3: Hmm. that's interesting
0: yeah that's that's how it works so um but yeah the the very small amount of exclusives right now they have cuphead which actually looks pretty cool but i'm gonna buy it on my computer (laughs) to be (laughs) honest um Phantom Dust, I'll get on my computer as well. That's the thing. I'm looking for reasons to turn my Xbox on, but I can even use my Xbox controller on my computer. (laughs) Like, there's less and less reason to use my Xbox, which is crazy. Now, the Scorpio may change that because I have a feeling that will run 4K better than what my computer will, uh, mostly because it'll be tuned heavily to it. I don't have a 4K TV, though, so I don't really know what to do there. (laughs) (laughs) I guess buy a 4K TV. Um, But... It's it's a weird time for Microsoft right now. It is. They have Cuphead, Phantom Dust, and
2: Forza, right? Or
0: they say Forza. Forza. It's going to be Forza Seven. We Forza. know it. it. It releases. You could you could set your clock to it, as Eurogamer said. It's going to release every other year. It's going to be Forza, then it's going to be Forza Horizon. So, um, right. I don't know what else to do there. That's it's interesting. This I think E three is the most crucial to Microsoft out of anybody else. They can show up with Scorpio, and then people are going to ask them, "What do I play on it?" So, so I know I've
2: asked you this before, but I'm, I'm oh. wondering, like, how's, how strong do you think, if any, uh, VR presence there will be on the Microsoft stage? Or do you ah. think that maybe we'll hear more about HoloLens coming back? Look, look
0: at Philip reading down the notes here, What's <laughs> <going>? being proactive. <laughs> I'm keeping uh,
2: the show going with you, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. let, me, let me jump into that, because this is an interesting topic that I think will... Uh, entice Evan. I know he's on top of the comments right now, but this will entice Evan, I think, as well. Um, and that has to do with VR. Now, if you checked uh, some of the reports that have come out, VR investment is actually fading right now. Um, it's less interesting to investors, and they are kind of, they're putting less money into it right now. And mostly because there's not a lot of interest in VR right now. Of course, this is for first quarter numbers, but Apparent, according to Sony, the v, uh, PlayStation VR did not sell as well as they wanted it to at Christmas time, and that that could be a couple of reasons. It's five hundred dollars, which is more than the system. <laughs> um, mm. You know, there's not a lot of games out there for it right now, and really, it's hard to get people into it. But here's where things are interesting to me: if VR is not interesting right now to a person, but let's say Nintendo, which who. <laughs> keeps kind of hinting at, oh, they're playing around with VR. We're going to make sure it works. If Nintendo figures out a way where you can buy, you know, a a $30 headset, or in their case, maybe it's a $40 headset because the dock is $90 for whatever reason. Um, Let's say it's $40 for the headset. You buy it and you have VR by using the switch close to your face. Do you think that is enough to get people on their way to using VR? Is that the stepping stone that I think the the industry needs right now?
1: Now, honestly, it's going to be more whether the games show us something different. Like normally when I think of VR in aspects of like what, what it does to enhance games, I mean most of the ones that work, most of the ones that make VR seem interesting are the jump scare games, survival games, games that try to come at you with something. Kind of like how movies used to do it back when 3D movies started to become a thing. That was it, like, oh look, the ball, it's coming for you, that type of stuff. And I think only a few games have really done it interestingly. The one where you have to defuse a bomb where your friends are kind of telling you what to do while you're wearing the VR helmet. That's kind of interesting, but, I mean, they did it. It's done.
0: That was like everybody talks and nobody blows up or something like that. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, but,
1: yeah. It's, but that's been done. Are they going to do it again? Like, that mechanic's been explored. I guess they could do it kind of better or enhance the puzzles a little bit. But VR still just feels like a gimmick to me, and I know maybe one day down the road someone's going to show a game or maybe an addition on top of VR that's going to make it feel really good but even the people I've seen developing for it the there was that really cool video we watched of the guy developing that FPS for it where the two controllers were actually your hands you had to like know how to reload and stuff you're not getting force feedback though while doing that so it doesn't really feel that great and when he was showing it off it was shaking the gun around it was doing all kinds of crazy stuff so that I feel like the tech is still expensive but also not where it should be for it to be amazing and maybe our exploration of it creatively isn't doing enough because I mean it's at this point VR is just do I want more ambience in a jump scare game that's it that's the only reason I'd really think to get one
2: I would I would have a different slightly different (laughs) argument Because I agree. I I do definitely think that when it comes to making VR, breaking VR out into the mainstream, it comes down to it it comes down to more than just games. You know, I think VR is going to be used for a lot of uh, different things other than video games. But as far as video games are concerned in general, um, it comes down to what sort of experiences we'll be able to play. And PSVR, I have an Oculus Rift and I owned a Vive for about a month. Um, and then I, what happened to that um, I returned it. Um, oh, I, but, sold
0: it. I was going to say, I would have bought it from you. I need to no. get something like that.
2: Yeah, no, you totally should. I, I definitely think that it's worth getting now. Um, now like the ecosystem <laughs> is, has sort of grown. Well, I just want to play Rick and Morty. Yeah. Rick and Morty. I haven't played <laughs> that yet. what I did play, however, is the, uh, what's it called? Oh, super hot. Yeah. Super hot in VR. And that. To me playing that uh, was a huge game changer because of the oculus touch controllers that was really the first time that i messed around with like guns and swords and actually having that experience of people running at you and you physically needing to sometimes get all the way into like crawling position to dodge things or and then get right back up and you know slice someone and you know and you're in slow-mo it's one of the coolest things i've ever experienced and i've been playing video games all my life i've played a lot of them but that right there proves to me that the tech is if we're not there, we're right on the edge and we will be there very soon. Like, sure, we're still figuring out locomotion and how to move around in in, in a virtual space without throwing up. But a lot of people, <laughs> you know, when it comes down to it, it also comes to tolerance. You know, when I when I started out, like it was a little difficult for me. But Can now you just
0: take care of me before you play
2: you can it helps some people you can take some ginger there are things you can do but honestly when it comes down to it it's just about experience and i played through resident evil 7 entirely in vr that's and quite that,
0: terrifying yeah Dead.
2: jump scare <laughs> game that well do you don't yeah. have a you don't have a psvr john
0: no i don't have a psvr no
2: oh man just yeah i'm mean, well actually if if they're the same price as the oculus or closer in well price. At, the,
0: at the time of thinking about getting the psvr I had to choose between a uh, shark cage where you get lowered into the water and watch a shark swim around and I guess Arkham VR. Yeah. In which case I was like, I feel like $500 get me something a little better. <laughs>
2: yeah, exactly. The The library was a lot better on, um, on Oculus, but Oculus doesn't have something like resident evil seven. And that, in my opinion, is like really the first full fledged uh, like VR type experience game that you can play from the, the word, word is it's
0: a timed exclusive.
2: Right. Well, that's true. You're right. Absolutely. Correct. Yeah. So for that. for
3: VR to become mainstream, uh, mainstream, in my opinion, I think it, it would be, have to be maybe another console cycle down the line or two consoles cycle down the line where it actually comes with the console built in. You know what I mean? Like it, everything is a seamless experience. You don't have to buy all these separate pieces of hardware. Once you start releasing consoles and then you, oh, you got to, but now you got to buy this separate whole piece of, hardware along with it, you kind of stagnate sales right off the bat right there. uh, Putting add-ons to the system, they never sell as much as the actual console does. So I think we're not quite there yet, but maybe down the line VR would become something that is just seamless and integrated into the console experience itself.
1: I mean at the very least it should get to a point where it costs almost the same as a controller. Because I mean you're paying a lot of money for maybe one or two experiences in a short period of time that are going to then feel like all the rest afterwards. And I get where you're coming from with the experience of playing uh, the game with... You just said, Philip, which I forgot. But it it should feel amazing, but then are you going to feel that amazing in the second version of that game? Mm -hmm. But with like a multi-hundred-dollar piece of equipment, or if it was a $60 piece of equipment, you'd probably feel way better, because then you're not thinking, like, this is the same thing. Instead, you're just focusing entirely on the experience at that moment. Because then it's just something you have extra that's not really right. that much more.
2: I think so, right now, like, you know, jumping into VR, you're very much an early adopter. And and with that, I think you should know the risks of there sort of being like, you know, weirder, more niche games. And people haven't really figured out how it all works yet. So you're, you're getting into something that um, is a totally new playground for everybody. And we're all learning the rules, you know. So. Um, I think if you're going to go in now, like expect to see that, you know, expect to see those sorts of games. But I think that we will, um, you know, in the next five to 10 years, maybe within the next console generation or the one after that, we'll see VR as an option. But I still think that playing games like traditionally on a television or now in handheld mode, like, you know, portably, is going to be just as popular, just as common, and people will prefer it just as much, if not still be the most popular way to play games at the end of the day.
0: So I, I still think the big uh, the big, well, there's two big barriers, I think, for VR right now. One is the price, because it's obscenely expensive to get into VR, and two, it's the setup having to tether yourself to the ground, for example, or have cables all running all over the place, make sure mm-hmm. things on your computer for running, you know, your drivers are correct, your frame rate's good enough, everything resolutions. Okay. There's a lot of stuff that goes into it that somebody in mainstream, the mainstream consumer is just not interested in, in putting in work to play a game that maybe is more of a tech demo than anything else. And I think in this case, Nintendo has a very interesting um, possibility in front of them. They have an interesting opportunity the switch, let's all right, so we all know about obviously those cell phone holders where you put it in your in front of your face, you can walk around, do VR and stuff like that, that way where it's like faux VR, but it, it works at least to an extent. And it's cheap. That's the big thing. I, I feel like it they could even get to a point where if the switch VR that way becomes a thing maybe the headset comes with the switch and like a holiday bundle or something down the road when games are released for it. There is a chance that Nintendo could give a cheap option that is at least conformed to where okay it's the switch you're not going to run someone's not going to run a galaxy s eight and then this other person over here is going to run like a galaxy s five, we have to make sure it works across the board. Uh, with that because that'd be almost impossible because cell phone technology moves so fast whereas you know what you're getting with the switch and if they can come out with something where even if it's a separate accessory for 40 bucks i think most people are going to buy it to just to try it out even especially if it's something to do with mario the one we had at
1: the store that we picked up was what twenty dollars that worked for pretty much all our phones
0: we bought it for no reason. We bought it, played it for an hour and then was like, oh, it's cool. But we still at least had a taste of VR because if I get like a like a taste of VR that way and maybe it's even like, I don't know, maybe they put F-Zero where you're racing around in a <coughs> F-Zero, you know, with that, maybe you then go, that was actually pretty cool. Let me, get, let me check out the next level up. Maybe I'll check out Oculus then or maybe I'll check out Vive because I understand what it is now. You know, you, most times you go into Best Buy and you have to wait in line to try it, which by the way, they're taking them away from Best Buy now because it just didn't perform well. No one wants to try it out because, I mean, it's a whole setup. You're embarrassed if you throw up or something, right? Um, <laughs> in this case, you take 220s, you take it to maybe Walmart, you get, a, you get a headset, you come home, you pop your Switch in it. If they can make all this possible, of course, I think they can to an extent. And then you're just off and playing. You set up your game and you go.
3: Um, you know, so, a real good idea would be to release a HD remaster of Super Mario 64, and it would be cheap but it will will be a really immersive experience and you could experience that game in VR.
2: Maybe it'll be like a whole new, you know how we have tabletop mode and TV mode. Maybe we'll have VR mode next for the switch. You know what (laughs) I mean? Something like that. But I just don't see the, the switch being the switch tablet itself being the screen that you stick in front of your face because 720 P would just be like a ridiculous, um, Screen door effect, you know, like I just don't see that working there
0: was um, there was somebody who actually did okay So I'm trying to remember who this person was. I'll look them up on YouTube while I'm talking just to make sure they get credit for this because they actually did use the switch for 3d Um, what they did was like a vr experience. What they did was they launched the browser They put it into um, because you can of course launch the browser through like back-end means on the switch um, they put it into a uh, a holder that held it in front of their face and then they played a stereoscopic YouTube video mm-hmm. and that gave them the uh, the illusion of it and they said it worked fine. Like there wasn't a massive screen door effect, but it was still there. Of course, it's also not developed for it. Maybe who knows, you know, what Wizards of Nintendo can do, but they said it worked to an extent and really as long as the, the performance matches up with the price, like if you spend $500 on it, you don't want screen door effect. You spend like $30 on it, you'll be like okay i got my money's worth for that you know
2: right right they could definitely i guess get away with it there but i don't think that they want to showcase vr nintendo vr to be like the crappiest vr available cuz it <laughs> would be the crappiest you know as f- visually at least um you know like for something as simple as like having we uh, most of us have smartphones in our pockets and most of those smartphones are capable of vr and, like, that's what that experience looks like right there, which is miles and miles different from what the Oculus Rift can do on a decent PC or even what the PlayStation Pro is or PlayStation 4 is capable of doing. Um, so I think that if Nintendo wants to say, here's our VR, here's what VR looks like for Nintendo, it's either going to be something really weird and really different or it's just not going to be on this Switch or it's going to be on a different headset that, like you said, is going to be very, very, very priced at a convenient price point you know what i mean but i just don't see them like messing it up for themselves that early on
0: hmm. this was uh nintendo by the way Nintendrew, who's the one who actually did this youtube video up right now it's it's pretty cool to see um it's, a, it's an interesting idea something you can try for yourself if you just go out and get a 20 dollar holder at walmart so it's um i might actually try that just to see how it looks um but yeah i gotta that try is, that uh, yeah yeah just to see <laughs> just to see you know um So there's good there. So we we talked about Microsoft, we talked about Nintendo, both at E3. Let's talk about Sony for a minute. So Sony is in an interesting position because they don't technically need a big E3 because they're so far out in front of either company right now. I mean, they've Easily, I think at this point we can all say they've doubled Microsoft's Xbox One sales, despite Microsoft not releasing sales numbers for the past what three years or something. <laughs> ever, <laughs> since into, ever, ever since they went ever since they went like into last place technically against Sony, which is only two places for those two. Um, they stopped releasing their sales numbers. They they don't do it, and I, I think that's pretty telling <laughs> at that point. Why? Because eventually Sony pretty much lapped them, and they what Sony's going to try to release sixty million or seventy-eight million PS4s by next year. And I can tell you now the Xbox is probably somewhere between 25 and 30 million right now. So it, it they try to, they're going to try to figure that situation out, but Sony is in an interesting position because they don't have to have a massive E3, but most times history says Sony shows up with games right um, now. I don't know what, what were you guys thinking you're going to see from Sony, this E3, because I'm pretty <laughs> sure we'll see death strandings release date. I think that's, I think a given they have to at least tell us when that's coming. Right. Um, and then I think at this point I'm most excited if I had to take a pick was for uh, Spider-Man cause it looks okay. really good. But, uh, what, what are you guys, your guys thoughts on Sony's E3 conference here?
3: How you want to go first?
2: I'm going yeah, to, st- in, I'm going to, I'm going to go second or third. I don't want to go first for <laughs> this one.
3: Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll go. Um, <clears throat> I think we'll see God of war four and um the last of us or 2018 release um (laughs) i don't know man um
0: (laughs) there was a rumor there was a rumor that it's getting pushed to 2018 by the way but go on go on oh okay
3: um uh, they they may they may work it out but who knows but yeah i think they'll show god of war 4 um final fantasy 7 remake and the last of us 2 and dust stranding um i think that's what we'll, we'll be seeing from sony
0: Okay. Okay. That that seems that seems pretty solid, right? Overall, I don't know if. Do you think they reach down and they pull out uh, some kind of IP or something to like a new one to uh, to put in front of us, or maybe even a new? Oh yeah. New game yeah. in general.
3: There is a game that was just rated. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh. I think it was leaked the other day. I forgot the name of it though already. There's a new IP they had. Uh, they had uh um, from Sony. Um. I think it was called that's that's you or something like that or. That's the name of it. Let me, mm. me Google it. Real That's quick. interesting. Okay. Go ahead okay. and talk.
2: Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm interested to see their their new IPs if there if there are going to be any new IPs because I know that they already have a lot of really sort of cool things to talk about already. Like I know that there's Uncharted Lost Legacy or a Lost Legacy, um, which is coming out, and I know that like after I played through Uncharted Four, like that game definitely left me wanting more. So I know that at least we'll see that in like the, their flash reel. I don't think there's going to be too much to say. I sent a link to that just now. Go ahead. Um, but yeah, like definitely going to see The Last of Us two, and um, I don't know. Maybe we'll hear about NAC two possibly. Um, and I, I'm personally, I'm really curious to hear more about um, Days Gone. Like Days Gone is really like a game that I'm in, interested in, and I know that I'm definitely going to get that day uh, day one because I've always been like a huge zombie fan. So um that's just the, after
0: that's the game that's going to go up against State of Decay 2, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so we haven't really seen anything more than like a like a CG trailer for State of Decay, right? We just saw yeah. like their showcase trailer like hey, it exists, but we all kind of knew that it it did. So I don't know. I mean, I I hope that State of Decay's multiplayer is going to be sweet. So maybe that'll be the deciding factor, you know, of how what game does better, you know, as far as what the multiplayer is and, and all that stuff. So yeah that's my that's me for sony i guess
0: what do you what do you think evan do you think uh what do you think you're gonna see sony
1: honestly the the big thing i mean we're gonna get all like the i guess the sequels or the continuations and that's great i mean it's fantastic for sony but every time you and i have ever been really excited about the sony releases is when it's a new title like way back when they were just like here's this game it's called uncharted and you're like oh cool and then like they show off all those other titles that that didn't exist before and that's they need to keep a role on that they really do and hopefully that it continues this year so that'd be great
0: are you interested in Death Stranding at all have you seen that I saw that with I have that like love-hate you're, relationship you're, you're a Kojima fan though man
1: I am but it's like a love-hate thing with him like I, I love the creativity I love how he's I feel like he just has that moment where he's sitting down he's just like and then this baby with this weird and you, just, <laughs> you want to experience his thought process for just a minute and then, you know, come out of there so you don't die or something. But you,
0: what if he what if he showed up to the show with like Zone the Enders three? Oh that'd be God. fantastic.
1: <laughs>
2: just just he's like, Hey, thanks I for picking that game me with that demo, demo yeah. with the demo for Death Stranding on it. <laughs> wow. That but would it, actually that keep, would be brilliant. Keep, keep in mind it doesn't
0: that game doesn't necessarily need to be on a Sony console, right?
2: That's true. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that could show up anyway. That could be on a on a little handheld type console. Yeah, you never right, know. You <laughs> never know. Maybe. You'd never know. The hey, TV but I like wanna XL? bring something
3: up. Yeah? I'm gonna bring something up about Sony real quick. Um, there seems to be a recurring topic on, on NeoGAF almost every week now. Um, about this uh, supposed PlayStation uh portable. Oh. Have, you, have you been seen about stuff about
0: that? zero chance. I, what are they talking about? Why would Sony make a handheld right now?
3: I,
1: I, I kick out the well, door and go, it's on at and and we get to hear the whole crowd boo again. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> Probably because they're, they're greedy and they want money right now. But, there, but there's they, nothing
0: there for a handheld. I don't understand how that would even be plausible.
3: They did have that patent earlier in the year. And there was a, a little bit of a rumor in late 2016 about this code name Trinity. Um, and uh, they people keep talking about it on neogaf saying hey you know what if sony released a a playstation portable would you be interested you know that kind of stuff so i mean it's not a rumor per se but i uh, just wanted to see what you guys thought about that
0: uh okay uh yeah you, you can go first phil because i'll fill up a lot of airtime with this <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay um yeah i i think that if sony is developing a new handheld it is only now just begun Um, Because they have seen the influence of the Switch and they've realized that, okay, well, maybe there's still something here. You know, like the Vita is still one of the most beloved handhelds in existence. I know that I still love mine. I haven't personally played it since I got a Switch, but I have played it to death before. And, um, you know, I would love to see personally, a new handheld from Sony. I think that they have some great games that they are capable of, of, you know, bringing to a handheld. Um, We saw what Uncharted looked like in a handheld form, and yeah, it wasn't like the big blockbuster or whatever, but we also know that they're a company that's very focused on power, um, and Mm -hmm. this would ultimately, most likely, be a handheld that is probably more powerful than the Switch, you know what I mean? (laughs) Knowing them, so, like... I am I would only welcome it just to just to see what they're capable of and I think that it is totally possible but maybe definitely not this e3 definitely not this year but maybe we'll hear about it next e3 you know about like a possible coming for the holiday of 2018 or summer of 2019 or something like that
3: it, Sony did say back in 2015 that they weren't interested in making another portable um, at that time but they they did say that, they would be interested maybe later in the future when, when certain things line up better for their, for that technology is what, is what they were hinting at. So I don't know. Um, but, uh, anyway, go ahead.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, did you want to weigh on this Evan?
3: I mean,
1: most of what I have to say is basically what you and I came to as a conclusion when we were talking about the Vita and everything prior to it. We do actually really love the PSP as an idea, but we always hate how it's handled in the end since the original. The original was great, the games were great, and then it just felt like they kind of moved it in a whole other direction. And they were like, here's this cool thing, and then you and I saw it and we're like, wow, this is awesome. And then from that point forward, it's just, we couldn't care about it. And it kind of sucked because we really wanted to.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sony making a handheld right now is probably one of the worst things they could do to themselves because they would be developing something that would probably end up failing horribly. The The way that they treated the Vita is downright embarrassing, to be honest, because that was a good system. It was a traditional handheld. There was no craziness. To, the craziest thing about that system was the back touch panel that yeah, barely got back. used. That was it. and And that was quickly... Uh, forgotten about. <laughs> and then it turned into a very traditional handheld that people said they wanted. And then no one really bought it. They opted for the 3DS, which was less powerful by a decent amount. And mm-hmm. I don't know how Sony would even enter the game right now when Nintendo is currently, I have to imagine, con- contractually controlling what is the strongest consumer level chip right now that is able to be put into a system and sold to. Everyday people I mean yes the X2 is on the way but that's that's we just got dev boards for that AMD Merlin is they, the people doing the smock still can't figure out how to passively or even fan cool that and that's why that system's not even out yet or <laughs> even close to coming out but so uh, I,
3: you, you did hear about Raven Ridge right that coming out I, this-
0: I, I heard about it but ha- if it came out if it came out later on like what they said it was coming out this year yeah did they All um right. did they release specs and everything for it?
3: Uh, well, supposed specs, yeah. Uh, and AMD was touting back in 2015 that they could reach PlayStation 4 level graphics in a, in a mobile chip with Raven Ridge and release date 2017. So uh, I don't have all the articles up in front of me, but but yeah, it's supposed to be based, based on a Ryzen uh, Vega uh, miniature, basically, chip. 4 watts is the minimum capability, and then all the way up to like uh, 38 watts or 40 watts.
0: Whoa, that's that's a lot. That would actually require a decent sized cooling system then if it's if it's like 38 watts or 40 watts, which that's that's theoretical, of course. But yeah. at that point, Sony would be dipping into the high end of you don't most times when you build a system or handheld even, you don't dip into the highest end thing you can. Even the Mm -hmm. PS4 and the Xbox One, they didn't do that because it's expensive and people don't want to spend a ton of money for a system out of the gate. We saw that with the PS3 where that thing like fell almost flat on its face because it was $600 and the 360 just... Blows by it. I mean, the Wii obviously blew by everything because it was what two hundred fifty dollars. <laughs> right. But I just I, I don't know how Sony would go to AMD and say, hey, let's take your most expensive APU that is is uh, not even I don't it's, it might not even be yet. consumer level at that point for all we know. Um, and then they'd have to go through all the R and D, but for for what? Because it seems like Sony is really excited about their handheld in the beginning, and then a year later they forget about it. There was an E three I think two years after the Vita came out never said one thing about the Vita at their main stage presentation. And it was the most confusing thing because then what, two years later they start talking about the Vita again. It's like they, they want to sell the Vita, but then they realize, I guess their PS4 was doing so well that who cares at that point about the Vita. And it's, it's a weird situation. I don't know why Sony would do that when they can uh, make a lot more money with their PS4 right now. Why spend that R and D and time and everything when Raven Ridge is still in its early stages yeah, Wait, it's I'm just a
3: talking. Point. Yeah, it's just a talking point uh, because yeah. we know that AMD and Sony are basically in bed together, right? So, mm-hmm. if if they were able to come to some kind of agreement, uh, I'm sure they could give them that chip if they wa- really wanted to for an extremely cheap price. Um, I mean, they could
0: give it to Microsoft too, but I just don't know what Microsoft would do
3: with it. Exactly.
0: Although it does kind of show that, again, I do think the path is going towards. ARM, and low-powered CPU-GPU combo system on a chips as opposed to sticking with the x86 architecture that is only going to get so small before they have to do something. So I I do think you'll see these newer APUs that can do PS4-level graphics sooner than you might think with how the ARMS race is
3: going. Yeah, there you go. So Yeah, I just just thought it was interesting to to, to bring up.
0: Sure. Oh, no, it, it it's interesting because it you have to think, is Sony going to leave the Vita as the last handheld they ever make? Um, are they really going to concede to Nintendo that way? Because it seems like, what, three years into the Vita's time, they pretty much just gave up on it and just conceded to Nintendo at that point because it was so clear in a way that the 3DS was going to beat it down, which, by the way, I still think Pokemon is the big reason <laughs> that the Vita lost uh, because it was just so hard to wrestle people away from Nintendo when Pokemon is only on the 3DS those memory cards too. Yeah, oh. oh. <laughs> Sony, why? There it, 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 it there's no reason. They just it, that is a point where okay, so their 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 argument for this was that they could control the speed. They know that the speed you have with your SD card or their proprietary card would always be the same. But SD cards, micro SD cards specifically got became faster almost overnight. For those things, you know, <laughs> and it was like, what's the point? It was a oh, man. How expensive were those things? I think like an eight gig card was like what thirty dollars or something when it when yeah. it was out.
2: They were just way overpriced. Just it was insane. Super and, and then that- the biggest one you could get, you'd have to import from Japan. Like they didn't have available <laughs> here, right? In, or in the United States. So yeah, I don't know. It's just it was a whole convoluted mess, and and. Uh. It's just it, unfortunate that they went that way. With I it. feel,
0: I feel like they they wanted us to kind of forget about the Vita because it was it just just mistake after mistake on their part. Whereas Nintendo is doing the complete opposite and is like, you can use whatever SD card you want. I don't care.
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it's, right. it's it's
0: it's insane. You know, it's the weirdest thing. So because the
3: PSP I, you know. was relatively successful, actually, eighty million yeah uh, systems sold. It just wasn't. It was overshadowed by the DS. You know, one hundred fifty four <laughs> million. You know, so yeah.
0: No, I mean, and the Vita still sells well in Japan, but I can't tell you for the life of me where I can get a Vita from right now. They're just not in stores anywhere around me. Yeah, I haven't seen one. Now, so who who knows? Who knows at that point how they would even pull that off because I still think the bad taste of the Vita is still in a lot of people's, like, still, people still remember that. And they're not going to forget that Sup- Sony just completely, like, early discontinued the Vita. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it's the weirdest thing. Um. But for me right now that that's pretty much the gist of what I had to talk about tonight guys did you want to take some questions from the audience?
2: Yeah let's do some questions
0: or Dave was there anything else you want to talk about
3: Oh uh, not per se but uh, I, I think I think for Nintendo in the future I think for them for the whole third party thing I think eventually they will um, diversify like we we're talking about before um, as far as they will have more than just, one system selling at a a time when the 3DS goes out I think they will diversify we may see a a switch home console you know dedicated version we may see a a smaller you know portable version that kind of stuff I think they will diversify and offer more um, to the to the consumer in the future
0: Okay, yeah, I, I agree. I think I think it makes it makes a lot of sense for them, right? Because they like having a uh, what they call the Switches, their home console, which is still confusing the most, but they want to sell another system, and the 3DS keeps selling. It's dumb to, to turn it off, you know, to, to cut it when it's still selling, and it, there's upsell to that. People are going to tell me that the NES Classic, they should have kept selling that. There's no upsell there. They're not going to sell you another game for that. You know, they're, they're, they're not going to sell you, can like, what, more than one $10 controller? There's just nothing else to sell you, so it makes yeah. a lot of sense why...
3: It's just it's just good business practices. When you make a hardware, you don't you don't just make one piece of hardware. Nintendo just has never done that. They make multiple variants of it. So I think we're going to see um, more of that. Of course, they will never tell you that because they want you to buy the Switch right now. You know, so they're not going to tell you their plans for the future, of course. But obviously, I think that that's where they're going to be going.
0: Sure, sure, okay, cool. I guess um, uh, we can we can take some questions from the chat. Evan, did you see any good ones in there?
1: Uh, yeah i mean most people are still just on i guess controller variations i'm looking at two chat boxes right now going back and forth what are you looking on twitch also yeah
2: dude oh
0: people are talking on
1: twitch
2: um seven gamer is talking about he wants us to talk about a from software game from switch
0: that would be dark souls right
2: yeah, I think that would be everybody's fantasy right now for the Switch, um, or at least yeah. you well, think that's my fantasy.
1: You think software would do that, or would like they just allow a company to port it for them? Because usually from software, it's like the one and done mentality.
0: Well, they said so, they've got it running on
2: it. They said right. they got it running, yeah. Yeah, they did it. I don't know, but they could they that could have just been one of them and they're like, "Here, do the other two and then put them in a package and put it on the Switch." But if they did it themselves that easily, if it was maybe just a weekend job for them or, you know, whatever, then maybe they'll they'll just do it anyway and they're just waiting to announce it, you know? So, I think that would be incredible. I think Dark Souls would be like perfect for the Switch, especially with the Switch's ability to go in and out of sleep mode and carry it around with you like, you know, like you could with the Vita and stuff like that. So, it would be cool. Like I played, um, what's it called? Uh, Bloodborne on the Vita a lot with remote play, and that actually worked uh, surprisingly, as long as my internet wasn't crapping out on me. In other words, or in other, uh, like, yeah. So I think it would be totally cool to see that, and I want that very bad.
3: <laughs>
0: Somebody, oh, I, uh, I a,
2: yeah, a living uh, regiment asked me a question about
3: the Switch defect situation, and uh, yes, I am very very happy. Um, that Nintendo has nipped that in the bud really quick you know, all the, all the whatever issues they have with the Joy-Cons and all, all, all overhe- overheating systems whatever it was i'm very happy that they did fix that and um you know nobody wants to have those kind of issues at launch so i'm really happy that all that stuff's taken care of
0: That's it's a good thing it's a good thing when the console works i guess <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as it's supposed to yeah No, that was it was it was uh i will say the internet was on fire for a little while there so yes it's i'm glad though that they seem to get everything worked out. It's, it's a good, it's good. <laughs> um, yeah. somebody else asked, um, wait, here we go. Somebody else asked if Nintendo or yeah, if Nintendo should help fund, uh, Volta for Nvidia, they've already done that by buying probably about 13 million chips by the end of the year. So consider Volta, uh, funded at this point. Um, let's see. <laughs> what else did we have here? Uh, Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So this is another interesting thing. Um, And I thought we would talk about this now because this seems interesting. Um, Do you guys think that the Switch, as it stands when it came out, do you think the Nintendo Switch was rushed?
2: I don't personally think that it was... um, I don't think that it's an unfinished piece of hardware. I think that the software is not very finished. I think that the online infrastructure is is not... particularly ready for a full release um but i do think that they wanted to get it out as soon as possible because the dead weight of the wii u of the wii u was starting to catch up on them so um yeah i I don't think the hardware is rushed i think the software is a little rushed i think the games it wasn't ready with the games obviously we could have seen more but you know i don't think that was a problem in the end with how well zelda zelda sold because it sold better than the system itself so you know
0: Sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, what, do you,
3: what do you think, Dave? I think it. I think it was um, because they made promises uh, to release it by March, and they made those promises, and uh, I believe it was late April in their 2016 their investors meeting. So I think the software wasn't ready yet, uh, quite in time. So they're like, "Oh man, but we already said we got to release it on March 3rd, so we gonna have we're gonna have to do it." And um, I think they could have waited until until the holiday and actually maybe given us an SNES mini early or something like that, you know, maybe it pushed out another Wii U game or whatever like that. But uh, like, like we always say, waiting a little bit longer and to have an even better uh, uh, amount of software and better launch is always a good thing. In my opinion, but granted people are not going to complain because they got to play Zelda right away. So yeah, there's pluses and minuses, but yeah, I do think it was a little bit rushed.
0: Sure. Sure. What do you, what do you think Evan? Do you think the switch was rushed? From what I've heard, I mean, it.
1: The only thing that really sounds rushed was the controller, which I mean, you delved into. We already looked into their kind of flaw in the design itself, and then it does sound like the internet, the internet infrastructure was definitely a problem. So that has to be doing something with programming, or at least maybe a bunch of people at. Nintendo we're having that back-and-forth conversation the issue of like friend codes versus it being an open platform the issue of like what it really means to interconnect with other people or what liabilities they could or couldn't have like it's probably just either the software or maybe the tie-up was just decision-making for the very like fine details. And then I guess at some point they probably decided, you know, let's send it out there. Let's see how it starts working. And then we'll see if we really need to care as much or if we can just open it up or something.
3: Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah, I a do think. A good point.
0: Yeah. I, I do think that they are missing the virtual console for a reason. I, I, I feel like they probably wanted the virtual console there at launch if they could, but uh, I think you guys. Were, I think maybe they wanted it to to either release last holiday if Zelda was ready, like OJ was talking about, or they. I think they wanted to release it around a holiday, like November. But it's just such a weird launch at March. It's not normal. They've they've never done a March release from what I can remember because the the Wii, the GameCube, everything always launches in November. And it was very odd when I saw that. And it it does feel like they kind of pushed a little. I feel like they pushed it up a little bit to March because, like you said, Dave, they did promise it, Um, but it's just, it's very curious that there's a lot of things missing. We keep hearing about this online service that we have no idea about. A lot of us bought the Switch. We don't know what's going to happen with this online service. They're going to give it to us for free, of course, for a little while, and then we have to pay for it, but I was almost hoping we would have this online service, like, a month afterwards because it's up to us to pretty much beta test it and then pay for it after that, and I wanted to get a little more time. I wanted, like, four months with it if I could you know three four months and if E3 comes around um and they release it like two weeks after E3 happens and we have it for three or four months that's great but more than likely they're going to announce it and it's going to be there probably around I assume when Splatoon 2 is out maybe um that doesn't give me enough time I don't think because Nintendo's charging for a service and to me the service has to be at least ready to go day one when they want to charge us right I mean that's that seems like something for consumers should be correct Um, but it's interesting. I do feel like there's a few like third parties were definitely not ready for that launch. It mm-hmm. feels like anyway, because there were stories about how apparently that the person for Tekken Seven like that they don't even have a dev kit apparently.
3: Well, <laughs> uh, he was actually he, that was he was actually joking. That was a joke. Oh, I was gonna <laughs> say, I was about to
0: say, man, he doesn't have a dev kit. But there's a lot of other uh, companies that were like, we just got them, we're gonna start programming for it and designing it. They gave us like a, a different dev kit that wasn't the actual, you know, the, the final one we saw where the switch is like all blacked out and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just it felt like not all the third parties were quite on board or ready yet, and. I, I'm happy that it came out in March because I, we would have been sitting here on this podcast complaining about the Switch not being out yet otherwise. So,
1: does
2: um, the new uh, dev kit have an FPS counter on it? Because if it does, then I want that on the phone. Yeah, it Switch. needs to
0: have it. Yeah, did you see my tweet about that?
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it needs to say it on the
3: Joy-Con, so you have to look down while you play on your TV. Yeah. No.
0: <laughs> put, put one digit on each one. Yeah. <laughs> there
3: you go. Oh, uh,
0: man. That's great. <laughs> Just like yeah. Star Fox Zero. But I'm happy I'm happy it's here. I just want to know if um I just want to know if uh if GameCube is coming over. Also, it's curious that Netflix and Hulu and stuff weren't there yet.
2: Yeah, um, that to me was really, really surprising. Yeah. Um, but I I definitely think those are coming soon and they've been already talked to death. Some people are arguing on online about
3: um if there is is even a need for a virtual console because of the Neo Geo success, you know. Um mm-hmm. but I definitely think there is a need <laughs> for yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. I, I mean, it, it's people love the PSP because it can emulate games like Super Nintendo stuff on the go. And if if you could do like GameCube stuff on the go, that would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Like that'd be Mario Sunshine. Someone said Eternal Darkness. That's great. There's a lot of games on the GameCube that honestly people probably missed out on, mostly because there. you have to remember there's probably 16 or 17 year olds who are buying the Switch right now who weren't really into gaming when the GameCube was out. <laughs> Exactly. So it's, it's it's interesting to think about that way, you know, because you got to remember the younger generation coming in as well as the generation who are you know in their 30s. So yeah,
1: um, exactly. You
3: know, it's tough. It is. Um, yeah, basically with Nintendo, it's, it's communication. Uh, they've been like, I mean, it's like you don't know when you're getting the information. Basically, so you're like, you're saying, when are we going to more information on the virtual console? When are we going to information online? We don't know, and they won't tell us when we're going to get it either. So it's like, oh, it's coming soon, guys. So that, that that's yeah. one thing always with Nintendo fans. We're waiting, just waiting for information.
2: Sure. Nintendo Nintendo always plays by their own rules. They always play by their own terms. They you live in their own world.
0: I, I have to at least give it to Nintendo as a business because that's actually one of the hardest things to do is to play by your own rules in business because most of the time as a company, you are so willing to bow down to your customer base because, for example, consumers always seem to obviously think they know what they want, but a lot of the times you have to kind of help them along and show them what they want. Like uh, what's a good example. So everyone in the world will want to tell you, for example, how to set up your YouTube channel. Right. Am I right guy Philip and Dave? Right.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) But, but you have to kind of run it your your own way um, in a way that works for you and everything. I think Nintendo, we don't know anything that goes on in Nintendo's boardrooms. None of us have ever been in there and I think it's tough for them to, uh, explain it to everyone without telling us probably too much as to why I think, something. I think the can't few times
1: I think the few times people at the Nintendo uh, what was it Treehouse was their little thing they had over here, mm-hmm. what their little club. The few times people
0: there have tried to tell us, they've been fired. <laughs> <laughs> but it's 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 tough because they they can only tell us so much, and then most of the time they can only say wait and see. You know, I mean, the Borderlands three developer, all he could tell us is that Nintendo just wasn't interested in working with them right now. But we don't know why. Maybe it's because they are working on something else, but they can't tell us. Or maybe it doesn't make financial sense for them to work on Borderlands Three with them right now. Uh, it's it's tough, you
3: know. Well, yeah. He, he said, uh, "What was his name? Pitchford, Randy Pitchford." Mm-hmm. He yeah. said he said he's basically waiting for a check from Nintendo, and then he'll make it happen.
0: <laughs> yeah. For that. So game. it's like, but with,
3: like, they pay for it.
0: Nintendo <laughs> looks at it and is like, "Well, do we really want to do that, or do we want to invest in further into our Metroid game?" You know, you just don't know. You, you, you don't know. So it's it's tough. It, it's easy. To what's the right word i guess is it is it armchair ceo is that the right word <laughs> you
3: know
0: <laughs> armchair quarterback i guess armchair ceo it's, it's easy to do that right because you're not in charge of a, a business that it that turns millions and millions of dollars and is in charge of thousands of employees so it's it's not easy um let's see what else do we have in the chat evan sent me a few things evan what did you send me
1: tidbits let's you know see. little things here and there
0: Oh, here we go. Okay. Here's a good one. Uh, Dave, this one's for you in particular. Do you think Final Fantasy VII Remake will be on Switch? This is from Gamer4NS.
3: Um, I haven't heard any rumors <laughs> about it coming to the Switch. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, any, anything is possible, of course. But uh, as we know, Sony has the ex- exclusive, exclusive stuff, you know, with that game as far as it being released on PS4 first. And you have to take it into consideration that even though it runs on Unreal Engine 4, uh, the game is being developed for PS4 first, as in it's taking advantage of the system's capabilities to the max. So we're probably going to be seeing that game uh, look amazing on PS4. So for them to port that down to the Switch, even though it runs Unreal Engine 4, it's going to be asking a lot. Um, so, you know, I'm not sure if we're going to be seeing that on the Switch or not. Yeah, they'd Did most likely some-
1: they'd most likely have to wait for all the episodes cuz it's episodic, right? It was mm-hmm. they'd have to wait for it all to get released all at once. Then they'd probably do the downscaled uh resolutions if they need to or downscale effects if they need to and then probably package it and put it all out. It would just be more effective.
0: Yeah, you think I it's think it's more likely to see um to see uh like Kingdom Hearts show up instead. I think so. <laughs> I mean, it's, um, that was originally like developed for the PS3, wasn't it? And then they've been moving it up and up and up and up. And now it's on the PS4 with Unreal Engine 4. Mm-hmm. So what were we, we going to say though?
3: Oh, no, that's it. That's it.
0: Oh, I, I thought I cut someone off. Okay, <laughs> good. Good. <laughs> um, somebody else is asking about animal crossing. Um, I think that'd be a good switch release. No uh, no I, don't, I don't know if we're going to see that this year. Maybe that's something they're holding off till next year. Cause aren't they doing something with animal crossing on the cell phone?
2: Yeah,
3: yeah, they are, actually. We haven't heard They've much about They've been so
2: it. quiet about that. Yeah. yeah. Weren't they supposed to say something about that pretty pretty recently, and they just went by or something? We heard about Fire Emblem. Yeah, we had,
3: Emblem, but yeah, we had
2: it, Fire yeah. Emblem, but then I, I think even earlier, though, I think it was delayed is what it was, and mm-hmm. they just weren't going to talk about it for an indefinite amount of time, and we just went back into development. And yeah, I think we the next saying,
3: Pokemon Go right there.
2: Yeah, I think it, I think it was because of Pokemon Go's sort of impact cuz that's back around that time cuz I remember talking about this with my friends and we were all like what what happened to Animal Crossing we were so looking forward to that and we we're like oh well that's probably around because of Pokemon Go and stuff like that so I don't know. I that's just what I see. I could totally see them doing some crazy stuff with like a mobile A augmented uh, reality Animal Crossing or something like that. You know, kill your phone's battery in forty-five minutes.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Find Um, a new animal buddy in your, you know, parents' backyard or whatever. Yeah.
0: (laughs) uh, What do we have? Uh, What are some other questions we have in the chat? Um, Did I miss any other ones? Oh, Evan, I saw one for you which is funny somebody actually asked you this i guess cuz you're the resident pc gamer what if i would stream scalebound You'd stream scalebound i you have to have, you have to have watched some of scalebound and been like this could be a good game <laughs> well no i'd definitely
1: stream it i mean it would be it would not it would not be like an issue like it's what's your it's what's your twitch to... handle
0: people need to start watching you on on twitch if you're going to stream stuff man
1: Kimrick's project it's the same everywhere else it's a universal man
0: There you go. You can either watch him stream on Twitch or you can watch him on uh, YouTube. You don't stream on YouTube, though, do you? No. You just stream on Twitch. Okay, there you go. You can go check him out on Twitch. That's
3: fine. He'll get demonetized for shooting something.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. right? Oh, gosh. Oh, geez. (laughs) More. Oh, man. YouTube. Um, That's another topic right there. Um, let's do some. Oh, okay. Were yeah. we gonna um, talk about
3: Tekken Seven? Um, 900P.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, let's introduce that topic. Okay, so Tekken Seven is an interesting. Uh, there's an interesting topic here because it's running Unreal Engine Four, right? But it cannot, for some reason, run 1080P and 60 frames on the PS4. It has to run 900P. So they opted for a low resolution and high frame rate, which makes a lot of sense in a fighting game, and. For some reason, it's interesting. I, I think a lot of people seem to think that they can see the difference between 900p and 1080p, <laughs> um, <laughs> upscaled especially. Uh, I think a lot of people may look too into that in a fighting game because you're not going to really be looking for jagged edges or anything when you're playing a fighting game. <laughs> you're be worried about blocking and everything, and you know, obviously combos and everything. It seems people are taking it like very seriously, and now people are really worried that the the Xbox One version is going to be 720p. It probably um, will be. Yeah, that that's my thought too. It probably won't be because the the PS4, if the PS4 can't do 1080, then the Xbox probably won't be able to do uh, 900p more than likely.
2: Wasn't there a game though that the Xbox could do better than the PS4 as far as the resolution was concerned? Microsoft parody clause. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I thought there was a game. I think it was was it Fallout Four that the res or maybe I have it wrong. I don't know, but it was like a because of the hard drive or something like that, but. I don't know. I could be totally wrong, but I'm pretty sure that I heard something along the lines of the Xbox actually finally having a game that has a higher resolution for some reason than the PS4 did. But there was a game that was like that. I think it was, was it Thief?
0: Yeah, it was uh, some weird game. Like some like game we would have forgotten about by now. It, yeah. it
3: ran like, it ran like the resolution the same and had like the um, uh, filtering, texture filtering was better in the distance. And I was like, what? uh you know i I was like what is it was just a weird situation but yeah
0: so but it 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 is interesting to think because again it's running unreal engine 4. i wonder do you guys think tekken 7 would at all make it to the switch
2: um this is
0: gonna come up all the time when there's an unreal engine 4 game because nintendo has done mm. nothing but push that unreal engine 4 is scalable and we've we have seen it with some games mostly snake pass because it's the only one that's still on the market right now we can use but uh, according to them according to some developers unreal engine 4 appears to be scalable to the switch now okay does that mean well, that tekken 7 would make its way over
3: um, you would hope so, but th- of course that doesn't mean anything in the grand grand scale of things because of the, um, you know, they could be working on who knows a Smash Brothers port right now, and, and they they wouldn't be able to bring it to the Switch in, in this time, and it may not be uh, viable as a later port anyway for the sales aspect. So it's hard it's hard to say, and I'll, also if it's not running at, a, at even at you know, 900p barely on PS4, you know I. Who knows how 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 much they could do on the switch, but that's true. It's, it's possible. It's a they're, fighting,
0: for, they're fortunate fighting they can get the away with small. 720p. You know, they're fortunate they can get away with 720p on the smaller switch screen. So
3: yeah, there's always that one <laughs> thing you have to consider too. Uh, Sony fans out there is if you're play, playing on PS4 and 900p, 60 frames per second, you got to remember that Tekken sevens and can, it's online, right? So you want to make sure that everything is running buttery smooth at all times. So it, I could see why it's 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 capped at 900p
0: make sure just make sure the frames are there right that's the big thing for a fighting game absolutely absolutely um so we did that what else do we have in the in the chat anything anything else that's uh that's interesting Uh, let's see do you see anything else evan
1: a lot of questions about games coming up. Uh, I think I just one over here preference between 2D or 3D Metroid type games. I mean, oh. I know you said you like 3D. I want 3D. I, yes. I definitely prefer the 3D one as well over 2D.
0: Keep in mind, because they could also, if they do pursu- pers- uh, pursue VR, Metroid Prime would be a, a great candidate for a, a VR oh, wow. of some kind.
3: Oh, yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. Big time.
3: I think I might have said
2: this before, but I I personally would love to see a Metroid like using a similar engine or running off the Breath of the Wild engine, Um, something along those lines where it's just this big open world, um, you know, and everything is scalable, climbable, like, you know, whatever you can see, you can go to type of situation so i think that would be really cool would um, you want awesome. it in third
3: person or
2: first person I, I would i would want it personally i i wouldn't um i would want it in third person but i'd be i would take either one i love first person shooters but i would love to see like a lara croft tomb raider style tomb raider style um metroid type game i think mm-hmm. that would be an interesting style to explore for that series so sure
0: sure i know i, know. I always say nintendo should try to be different that would be different <laughs> have, you,
2: have you played uh have you played re philip i skipped Recore. i heard it wasn't that great so
3: <laughs> well i mean uh, many people compared to metroid prime and it's, they believe it's in third person so you know i don't really know, you, might want, you <laughs> might want to just check out some videos of it
2: that's the one that's <laughs> just exclusive of for xbox right well um pc PC,
3: PC and Xbox,
2: I believe. PC yeah. and Xbox,
1: yeah. right. Okay, okay, cool. I, I mean, John, to the extent of the uh, the VR Metroid, I mean, you remember what we saw in the tech demo video, I think, for the Wii before it became what it was. It had, they were talking about that VR aspect and the IR sensors to sense, like, your feet movement and stuff. You remember that video that we...
0: Yeah, that was a long time ago. That was a long
1: time uh, ago. That, that would be awesome to see it actually land. I had another guy here talk asking if uh, you think Nintendo would put in... Uh, to the Switch, ways to stream gameplay out, but I mean,
0: with how much they fight YouTube and everything, pretty doubtful, right? Well, streaming's interesting because keep in mind, it is streaming is still pretty RAM heavy if you consider that, and I would be interested to see how the Switch would uh, how it would work with that. Now it has four gigs of RAM, but it's it's hard to say how much of that it would need to stream. It could definitely do recording of gameplay. I'd be more curious about streaming. That would be interesting. Also, you're right. Nintendo is uh, what they would be building. If they gave you the ability to stream a game, they would be building a free workforce for them, essentially. <laughs> because you if, you, if you stream their games, they will claim it. Um, if the gameplay is clear as day, they will claim it. They will monetize it, even if you don't want to monetize. And then they will take the money.
3: <laughs> I really don't like that. Uh, because... I did a three and a half hour stream on Mario Kart 8 on the Wii U back in January 2nd, I believe. Um I didn't have anything to do that day. I was I was I want to spend some time with my subscribers and have a good time. I was copyright claimed 13 times on the on my three and a half hour stream for Mario Kart 8 for visual content. Yep. Uh, for a racing
2: game. That's insane. I was copyright claimed for my <laughs> review of the Mario Kart steering wheels. Because I showed gameplay of Mario wow. Kart i'm not making any sort of like ad revenue off of that which is fine whatever you know like but still like nintendo this is a review for you know you're promoting product. their product right <laughs> and i i've always never understood that i think there, i think with the new like sort of crew coming into nintendo that sort of mindset is going to change especially from their marketing team because free publicity is some of the best publicity you can get but i mean at the same time like it's just so strange like why won't they let us Sell their product, promote their product. Well, you know you, what here's, I mean?
0: here's the problem right now, Philip. There's a lot of people who are signed up to their um to their creators program that they probably won't change it because it actually has become a source of revenue for them. <laughs> believe it or not, um, I signed up to it. I submitted two videos, and I have not heard anything back from them. <laughs> so I don't know I, how I've that. Tried that.
3: Out. I've tried that, and um, I don't know if you've tried it, Philip. But um, I've tried that with Nintendo, and they don't. They don't give you very much uh, money, revenue in return. They take they take the vast majority of that money, so it, it's really a lot better just to go with your own um, partnership that you have, and try to try to go from one from the UK. By the way, <laughs> get paid <Yeah>. in euros. <laughs> yeah, right. Um,
0: it, it's tough. It is. It really is. But uh, it's it's weird. Um, my concern was that other companies would latch onto that and start trying to do that as well. So far, no one really has that I can see, which is good. Because they understand the value, I think, of YouTubers trying to help promote their product and push it along. I mean, there was a trailer for Watch Dogs Two where right at the end they showed the entire like like what like it was like a two minute ad for Watch Dogs Two. Then at the end they say, Go watch YouTubers play this game. So wow. it's um, Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Um it played in it played in a store I was in for the longest time. So I always saw that and was like, Oh, it's cool. They're telling people to go watch YouTubers. So
3: uh, can you imagine if um Uh, Angry Joe, Markiplier, all these guys, PewDiePie, were playing um, all these Nintendo games. You know, you you would have millions of more sales.
0: Yep. Yeah, yeah, they would. But um, there was a PewDiePie did a video where he played. It was like I'm gonna play Breath of the Wild, and then he played what was it, Wand of Gamelon instead. (laughs) And he just acted like it was Breath of the Wild the whole time because obviously you'd get copyright claims. So it's uh, it's a very odd situation for Nintendo there. But
3: they would make way more money if it. they just let let people advertise their games for them.
0: They're gonna they're gonna do what they want to do. So yeah. I I don't know. I don't know. I, I can't imagine that smaller amount of money they get would be uh would be I think it'd be more beneficial if they just let people advertise their stuff for them. I had no idea what those Orsley controller those steering wheels were until Philip did a video on it. So <laughs> no idea. No idea. Um now I know what they are, so Uh, let's see.
2: Well, enjoy my hard work, Nintendo.
0: Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I've, I've, I've,
0: I've I've spoken out on Nintendo a lot and I've poked fun at them and said it's terrible. They, uh, they will never send me a review of anything ever. They will never get you that. Uh, Dave, they are not, I've, I've sent messages to them. Um, they're not, they're not coming within an inch of my channel ever. Probably. Why? I've made, oh, if you go back and watch some of my old videos where I heavily criticize them and parody them and make fun of them, you'll see.
2: Oh, why'd you do that, <laughs> Spawn? Why'd you do it?
0: Honestly, <laughs> honestly, I don't mind going out to buy it. Uh, they weren't going to send me a, a, a Switch anyway. Yeah. Um, and really, from some of the videos, if you go watch some of the videos, if you criticize Nintendo, they will cut you off.
2: Yeah. You it's, get on their blacklist, their, right? Yes,
0: yeah, so you will get cut off. Um, yeah. Who did? Uh, uh. There was a whole video from I think it was Hadix, and he talks about it how he was critical of Star Fox Zero, I believe, and Nintendo stopped sending him free review copies.
3: <laughs>
0: wow. Well, do you see
3: Arlo's re- review of Star Fox Zero? He he destroyed that game.
0: Arlo, <laughs> really? He had to also go buy his own Switch. <laughs> oh, okay, all
3: right.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he he There was a whole video of him like talking about how he can't wait to get the Switch on release day and stuff. He's gonna go wait in line and everything. Um, so he, he's not taken care of either. Um, oh, I was okay. trying to, I should have asked Shane how he got his. Cause I, he, he got his early. Um, and I didn't ask him, uh, hmm. but he's been around a lot longer. So, um,
2: but I mean, they were just sending it to all, you know, who got an early users. switch that I'd really love to know how they got an early switch. And he's maybe you've Ed- never heard of this. Co- uh, no, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> yeah. Who's this Etika guy? I'm just <laughs> <laughs> um, no. Um, I love Etika. I'm subscribed to Edica. Um, the have you guys heard <laughs> yeah, of the uh, have you guys heard of the Nintendo Power Couple? Uh-uh. Power Couple. Yeah, yeah, I've heard of them. Mm-hmm. I haven't actually. They, they work pretty closely with CND, or they've worked closely with uh, Captain Nintendo dude in the past. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. So they got a switch early, and that was really surprising to me um, because they only had at the time like 1,900 subscribers on their channel. Um, 1,900 1,900 subscribers oh my
3: gosh and
2: yeah go look them up if you've never heard of them they still only barely have just over 2,000 I think maybe maybe they hit 3,000 they're are they don't get a lot of and this that's all fine if you have a small channel like that that's beautiful that keep doing it that's don't amazing uh, they're
0: they're friends with nintendo minute co-hosts that's what somebody in the chat said
2: right uh, okay okay I mean, they make in- very interesting content and stuff like that. I just don't understand how, like, a channel like that with such low views, low subscribers would be able to get their hands or have a close relationship enough to be trusted by Nintendo to have that sort of access, you know what I mean? Where well, everybody
0: everybody got um Mario Kart 8 free and early. <laughs> like, everybody got it.
2: Well, I mean... Mario Kart 8
0: Deluxe. Did. I, I didn't. Everyone did get owned. it.
2: <laughs> you know, and honestly, I think that we probably are just as deserving as the other people who talk about the Switch on YouTube. Yeah, so. I,
0: I mean, I talked, to, I talked to Game Over Jesse, and he said he got a, he got a uh, review code sent to him um, like a week out and a week in advance. Um, right. Obi-Wan got one sent to him, which is fine. Um, but uh, I, I have a feeling all their footage was claimed, so... Yeah. <laughs>
1: okay. No, I'm going to be making
2: yeah. Mario Kart gameplays and stuff. I don't care. I'm just doing it for fun. I, I know that people enjoy it I, and I like making it, I'd be playing the game anyway. Might as well just record it.
0: Yeah. So. I mean, you know, it's, you know, it's bad if boogie has to go buy his switch. So,
2: <laughs> Oh yeah.
3: <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it's um it's like that. I mean, I know, I knew angry Joe was going to go buy his because you know,
3: <laughs> um, but uh.
0: yeah, so a lot of people got Mario Kart eight deluxe early. Um, I'm not at all a Nintendo ambassador, so they weren't going to send me one um i nba playgrounds came out and i sent them a message and they (laughs) never got back to me i don't know so i'm not the best at getting review codes though i really don't follow up much i send them a message if they don't get back to me i just plan on buying the game i guess
2: you message them on twitter or email them i did not
0: i what's funny is i um i i was talking to oj on twitter about uh snake pass and I, I was mm. talking about it. I was like, I didn't get a review code for it. I'll um I'll I'll probably I made a joke. No, I made a joke. I said I sent them a message and they sent me back uh one word response that was who with a question mark or who are you? <laughs> and uh, I made a joke. And the guy who um who like uh, is their brand manager or PR person or something sent me a message on Twitter and was like, Hey, let me let me send you a, a direct message and we'll get this worked out. I was like, okay. They sent me the message, and then I never hear back from them after that. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I don't. I don't follow up on these things. So I really, I, like I said, I, I I try once. I'll send them an email. I'll say, hey, I'd like to do some gameplay for this, on camera if you want. Send me a message, and I never go back to them after that. I just, I just don't. I just go buy the game then. Uh, Kamiko though, they sent to me, which was nice of them.
2: Nice. That's awesome.
3: Yeah. I was I was over right the past year, them. I've been. Uh, over the past year, I've been offered lots of review codes for games, and I just tell them I'm just not interested, you know, because there's, like, not from Nintendo, but from other, like, indie developers, because I ju- I really don't enjoy reviewing video games. I like talking about them and discussing them. But re- reviewing games is really not my thing. Um, I, but, I, but I love playing them, of course. So the, for my channel, it's more about Nintendo discussion, rumors, sp- speculation, that kind of stuff. So, so I've been offered review codes, but I, I had to turn them down. That's just me, though.
0: Hmm. Okay. That's good. Um, yeah. I just. I. I just. I, I. Some people send me random stuff. I. I get more products, which is weird, than I do game codes. You figure it'd be cheaper to send a game code. I guess not.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: but. Uh. Yeah. So overall, that's that's all right. like I said, I have no problem just going out and buying the game. I don't care. I'll just go if if it's interesting to me and I think I'll have fun with it, I'll go buy it. So I, I don't mind. Um. Let me see. What else do we have in the in the chat, guys, before we close up? we we'll are probably close up in the next couple minutes. So what else uh, What else did we have in the chat?
1: I sent you a couple messages. I got another one asking about HD remakes from the GameCube for the Switch. What do you think? That type of stuff. Uh, let's
0: see. Oh, okay, yeah. So they were talking about um, if there's a virtual console, would we get the Pokemon games on the Switch? Like would we get red, blue, and yellow on the Switch, or even know. Golden Crystal?
1: I don't think we'd get them on a Virtual Console. They'd probably just re-release, repackage.
0: Well, they're they're on the 3DS right now as Virtual Console games. Oh. Um, which, if anything, maybe they leave them exclusive to that. You know, maybe they leave them only on the 3DS just as a selling point.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I don't I don't know if they'd put it on the Switch. That seems they could. It just, I just don't know. You know, I'd I keep that on the 3DS just as a selling point. Just to be like, look, the 3DS has... I wouldn't put the same virtual console games, what I'm trying to say, on the Switch and the 3DS. I would keep them separate. I would put exclusives on each one.
3: Well, what I would like them to do is to re- release the GameCube virtual console, but have them <laughs> output in 1080p, you know? like So, like, basically, <laughs> like, emulate it, but 1080p. Just because, you know, most of those games are all the 480p, and then I think it would just just look a lot cleaner if they just output it that way. You don't not necessarily HD remakes, but it'd be a lot easier for them just to output in uh native 1080p. Yeah. Oh
0: sure. Yeah, that no, that's that's completely doable and the the Tiger X1's already been shown to run Dolphin and GameCube games. So it can do it and that's with an emulator that's not at all optimized for the X1. Mhm.
2: But Um, do they still have that issue with the uh, Joy-Con controllers like being the sort of pressure sensitivity of the analog triggers or have they worked that out or is that that's
0: that's where that's where you run into a problem because maybe maybe you need a uh, the adapter to let you plug in a game controller and then at that point are you tethered to your TV
2: right and that kind of defeats the purpose of the switch right.
0: Unless Joy-Cons are released that do have that pressure sensitivity to it, like the the travel, um, where it's because um, we're 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 working with digital triggers, they would need
3: analog triggers. Well, I mean, uh, I've seen people play Mario Sunshine on their on their on their smartphone. <laughs> oh sure, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, there's they can make it work.
2: Yeah good (laughs) points
3: okay here's here's one for you dave
0: this is from gaming means um it's uh let's see any possibility of seeing eternal darkness remake or shadow of the Eternals coming to the switch
3: Uh, i'll have to ask dennis dyak about that (laughs) i don't know i don't know yet uh he um i had him on my on the channel last year and uh he hinted that the nx was something that he was looking at for shadows of the eternals um, and he was he was open to eternal darkness coming as well. But I haven't been able to get him back on the channel for uh, since then, so I'll have to check in with him about that. But I think it's definitely possible. He seems to be hinting at um, uh, Twin Snakes, uh, Metal Gear, also that possibility. But obviously, that's a Konami thing. I don't see why he would have that type of you know say whether or not yes, it could come. Yeah, I think that's all possible.
0: Okay. Very good. Very good. There was a, uh, there was another question I saw here. There's two more questions that I see here that I want to do real quick. Um, people are asking if, uh, monster hunter on the switch, uh monster. I mentioned a million times in chat. Uh, how, how do you, how do, how do I think it would fare on the switch? What do you, what do you guys think about monster hunter on the switch? How how do you think it would do?
1: I, I mean, it should fit fine. Uh, what we were talking about before about being able to possibly even if the switch can functionally do it play with other switches locally without really having to need uh, kind of hub in between. It would fit it for the traveling lifestyle, and I mean, it's Monster Hunter. It's a fantastic game as it is.
3: No brainer, right?
0: <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I mean, it's 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 a powerhouse in Japan. Um, they already sell out every time in Japan. But I mean that that is the game that people would camp out for on the on, that was the one game people in Japan would camp out for on the PSP was Monster Hunter when it was only on the PSP. And then it moves over to the 3DS and it's really well done there. People love it. The switch would probably be a whole nother level. I think of monster hunter at that point, because it would probably be what that's, I mean, that's the strongest piece of hardware that monster hunter would probably ever been on. Right. Because it was on the, what the PS two and then it went to the handhelds. So then it would then go back to the switch at that point.
2: Hmm. It's so, not, it's just a matter of like when, not if at this point, I you know would
0: hope that it would be an E3 announcement,
2: right? Yeah. <laughs> I I think mean, so. I'm, I'm, I'm I
0: think cramming cool. a lot into E3 here, I know. Uh,
3: <laughs> does Capcom announce Monster Hunter games at E3 usually, though? Usually it's like a Japan event, like Tokyo uh, game Oh, show, yeah, Tokyo
0: TTS. Game
2: Show, yeah. That's
0: probably where they'll do it then, yeah. yeah. But um, it's it's interesting. And then another question here is, uh, man, I don't even want to say this. Is, uh, is Monster, is, is, I'm sorry, is Mother 3 going to be at E3? <laughs>
1: I doubt it. Yeah, I doubt it.
0: The reason I say no. that is because it, it it hurts me inside because we were hyped up so much for Mother 3. <laughs> remember? Do you remember these rumors flying around? Emily Rogers shows up on Twitter and says, the one thing I can say for certainty is that Mother 3 will be at this event. Remember when and they were coming out with was the that? Switch? That there was the, oh. It was the original, um, the big blowout for the Switch where they showed us all these games and they showed Mario Odyssey and all this stuff. Oh, Mother January 12th, yeah. Mother 3 was supposed to be there according to Emily Rogers and actually Alarcate Dale. They both went on record saying it was going to be there. Does not show up. And it hurt me inside because I was like, great, I can finally play Mother 3 on the Switch. It'll be awesome. Great. I hope they bring their own translation over. You know, they do it all themselves. Maybe clean up the visuals for a big screen. And uh, nothing. Radio silence there.
3: Forget Mother 3. How about uh, Secret of Mana 2?
0: That... (laughs) (laughs) Well, <laughs> oh, yeah, but we, we, we know now they're doing that collection. All we have to do is, is pester them heavily on Twitter like I do every couple weeks <laughs> for it. Or
3: every other week well, I'll send a message. Yeah, because that game's actually coming to the Switch in Japan. It actually is real.
0: Mother three years of rumor. Makes zero sense to show up, by the way, on the Switch only in Japan because they had that game already. We've never had the game over here in the West. Mm-hmm. Why, why, why not in the West? Or, well, why not? Yeah, maybe we do see it come over in the West. Or if they just want to please some of us, give us an English language option and I'll just import it because it's reason free. I'll just, I'll just import. I could, I can import this guy at five right now if I really want to. Yeah. So I'll do that. I, I don't
3: mind. Just put that option in there. There's lots of no brainers out there that aren't happening with brains. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Someone else asked if uh, resident evil seven will be on the switch for E3. Another
3: doubt it. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> the word the word is that they're working on it for the Switch, uh, according to, I guess, leakers, you want to call them, I don't know, <laughs> rumor people, r- rumor starters, uh, but, because remember, Capcom went to them and said it needs X amount of RAM to run our engine, and one of the games that runs on that engine that they use is Resident Evil uh, 7, I think Street Fighter was the other one. Uh, for the reason they wanted extra RAM in there. And it'd be interesting that they would have asked for that and then never brought anything over like a Resident Evil or a Street Fighter that would actually use it.
3: I mean, the game has already been out for a number of months. It's, it's done its numbers already. So I just doubt it for that reason right now. I don't I don't know if the hype... Would people really be hyped for that game on Switch? I mean, I don't, I don't know. know.
0: It's, it's weird. I mean, th- keep in mind, third parties don't make the best decisions. We got Mass Effect 3 on the Wii U when it came out, despite yeah. the trilogy being available on the 360.
3: Oh, you're killing me. I know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so the third parties don't have to make sense all the time.
2: <laughs> I would love to see some survival horror come to the Switch, though, in some way or form. I think that would be pretty cool. Like, I know it's a Nintendo console, and it's not necessarily like you know we we don't see a lot of survival horror games on Nintendo consoles, but we did see Resident Evil Four on yeah, the yeah. GameCube. You know, I know. And, I know someone in chat brought up uh, Fatal Frame. I mean, yeah, that would
3: be yeah. a great IP to recover on the Switch. Excellent. Well, they own that IP now. Yeah, Nintendo. Yeah, well,
0: here- Here's the problem with that. That would make a lot of sense for something like a uh, like an augmented reality even game because it's Fatal Frame. Oh, wow. There's, no, there's yeah. no camera on the Switch.
1: Yeah, but I mean augmented reality, that mm. kind of forces where you are to really seem atmospheric, game, whereas that if that they control could, the atmosphere and then the, the Switch itself has the gyro sensors in it, I mean, you could just control the camera that way. And it's still I mean, it, could, it could make a lot that. of
0: sense on the 3DS then. <laughs> Maybe they actually want to do that. I don't know. They want to keep the 3DS alive apparently. So I think that'll be, would that'll be that'll really be the switch
3: light version that comes with the camera.
0: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no, that would be you're right. Fatal frame would, would be good. Um, and even again, if they just have an English option with it, we can finally import these games. So I don't mind if they don't come out over here as long as there is an English option for it. Like the nice thing is if it came out in Europe like it did last time on the Wii U, because it was like a physical exclusive in Europe, wasn't it?
3: E- or something like that. I believe so.
0: But then it w- you couldn't put it in your Wii U if you had a physical version of it here in the States. But now I can just buy the cartridge anywhere in the world, wherever it comes out and just import it, and it'll work fine on my switch. Yep so th- I think that's why so many people are excited for it, um, being region- free. Uh, so I guess I guess that, that's a little over three hours now. I guess we'll we'll call it a night for for uh, spawncast episode six, actually. Um, hit a hit a new all-time high today. I think we had over we had I think we topped out at 630 people, Whew, which is
3: man,
2: nice. Yes.
0: That is that is awesome, guys. Thank you for that. Thank you for stopping by and seeing us on sa- a Saturday night when I know I know the new episode of Dragon Ball is looping right now. So <laughs> I, I I am very happy that you guys decided to stop by with us for what ended up being over three hours.
3: I'm a be- I'm a big yeah. Dragon Ball Z and um um you know, the, the the new one fan. I can't think of the name right now for some reason. <laughs>
0: Did you, it's Dragon Ball Super? Are you watching it? Yes. To keep yes. Yes, yes, me too. I'll, I'll be watching that actually when I'm done here because I'll actually be eating my dinner that I've been saving this whole time down here off camera.
3: Uh-oh, <laughs> just, a sponsorship right there. Yeah, something oh that. no. That is willpower like, right Somebody order
0: that out. Look, it, just, it, it gets worse. I got done at the gym an hour before we went on camera and the sub has been next to me the whole time.
2: Oh my God. Oh, <laughs> three hours Um, later yeah thank you Um, everyone to who's been hanging out since the beginning or whenever you popped in but seriously like if you guys have been here since the beginning or whenever like seriously it's awesome having you guys a part of this doing this live it's it's really really fun getting to interact with you in the chat and seeing what you're saying and sometimes type some stuff back so thank you for showing up we all really appreciate it yeah thank you guys i appreciate it too
0: um, So what we'll probably, what we probably will do going forward is I want to do a big Spawncast show where I have, where we have uh, uh Dave, OJ and Shane. We're going to try to make it happen. Everybody be on Spawncast all at the same time.
2: Oh man. All oh, the man. availability.
0: Yes. Yeah, I know. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. But uh, uh Shane is pretty cool about everything. He seems pretty open most times to uh, going on. Ca- so does uh, OJ. OJ seems really cool. The nice thing is, you two, uh, Dave and OJ, you guys are on. Oh, and Philip, actually, you guys are all on the West Coast, so yeah. it's nine o'clock there, right? It's it's mid- midnight here, but I would like to have that, like a big, like big show where we all talk about stuff. Maybe even leading up to E three. Maybe like the last week before E three or something like that.
2: That'd be perfect, like a because, little nice little pre E three show.
0: Yeah, what I want to do for next week's Spawncast is I want to find a uh, uh, like a small YouTuber if I can, and bring them on the show. Um I was looking at uh Studio Have you had, um, did,
3: well I don't know. Um I'm trying to think Nintendo Ultra. I was looking he's at not- Nintendo Ultra, um,
0: but I think I want some someone he he's he's uh he's like eleven or twelve thousand subs or something like that now, right? Oh, okay. Um yeah. I was looking uh I was looking at somebody who had like a thousand subs. Um, there's uh, a dude who's pretty, pretty cool with me. I've talked to him before on stream. I'll actually go into a stream when he has like seven people in there, sometimes less, and I'll kind of hang out with him for a bit. I was thinking of uh, studio Q. Oh, okay. Yeah. Bring, bring him in, um, and talk to him about some stuff. So I might, I might do him and maybe we can do him and Nintendo ultra at the same time. Yeah. That'd be fun. And then Dave, like I said, I'd like to have you, Dave. And then like, uh, OJ and Shane, I'm trying to get everyone schedule together and try to have like everybody on all at once.
3: Uh, and that's <laughs> going to be with Philip and Evan too because you got to that's going to be a lot of bandwidth. <laughs> yeah, Philip
0: and uh Philip and uh Evan are um they're uh, they're they're regulars now.
3: Oh, but, uh, For- I'm just saying that because we we did that with Nintendo Enthusiast, um uh-huh. I think and we had they had, had to set their settings down because we had so many people on at once that it was actually getting really like heavy on the uh, on the bandwidth. But yeah, whatever. That's fine. People cool. are talking
0: about people Overload are talking about YouTube. <laughs> people are talking about Arlo in the chat right now. Um, I will put out a little teaser. I have talked to Arlo about being on the show.
3: <clears throat> Is he coming? So,
0: he might be coming on the show. Good. Yes, we are we're working some things out.
2: As Arlo, though, right? As Arlo. As, okay, As good. Yeah. I don't think he exists. Otherwise, <laughs> can he do that for three hours?
0: I was taught we're, we're going to work this out. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make sure we can do all this. It might be less than that. maybe he'll be on for like an hour, but yeah, um, I was, I was trying to work this out with him. So um, I was hoping, cause he, he'd be really fun to have on the show.
2: I would so. love to talk to him. He's, yes. he's like a really great guy. Yeah. So
0: if, if you want Arlo on Spawncast, feel free to send him a, a tweet and ask him if he can be on the Spawncast. <laughs>
2: let's do it let's do it guys
0: feel free to run to twitter and be like hey arlo are you going on spawncast anytime soon when's that happening (laughs) (laughs) exactly um but uh you know it was a lot of fun tonight like those are just some thoughts going forward i'll probably talk to Q and nintendo ultra maybe we'll have like i said those two on the show um next week some of you guys may not know but uh dave actually gave me my first shout out to get started so i kind of wanted to like pass I guess pass the love on to other smaller YouTubers as well because that's kind of how, that's how YouTube grows. It's yeah. smaller YouTubers really do need, especially now <laughs> in the, in the sea of YouTube, they need shout outs to get started or at least uh, uh, exposure, I should say, to get started. And while Nintendo ultra has really grown his channel really well, I do think studio Q uh, is doing some good work, but he's just not getting a lot of exposure right now. So I wanted to, yeah, uh, and to for everybody
3: more. out there doing YouTube for a living, um, you know i'm i'm sorry about the things that are going on right now hopefully it hopefully it it improves a lot better
0: are you saying that because you you saw me tweet out that i was like leaving my job
3: <laughs> well i mean i am sorry about what happened man I'm, you know it's just it's too bad it's it really I, is i hope they fix will, this
0: yeah i will put out there though um that so far may has been a lot better and i did not get any hit anywhere near as bad as some of the other guys who are like getting (laughs) zero dollars
1: the guy who street who does exclusively call of duty content who's no longer got like a youtube channel at this point
0: (laughs) well well, i will put out there that advertisers are leaving channels that curse and other stuff and Mm -hmm. instead of spending money on them they're spending money on channels that don't you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. i try to keep it more kid friendly for a couple reasons one i want my son to be able to watch it when he's like five rather than when he's like (laughs) 18. <laughs> you know when when yeah um so there's a lot of reasons i do it there i also was more interested in building more of a professional channel than like uh you know like a, a comedy channel or anything like that so
3: yeah um, i was worried something like this would happen uh so um yeah it's just unfortunate yeah so
0: it'll be uh i think i think it'll be okay though they're, they're gonna work it out people want to spend money in advertising online companies do because that's where mm. the 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 younger kids are
2: it's a roller coaster it's always been you know like i've i have not been doing youtube for a a very long time i've been doing it for five months
0: you started in Um, december right
2: yeah yeah exactly so this is all
0: started a month after me
2: (laughs) yeah so we're total you know new guys here checking it out you know (laughs) doing pretty good i think but we're totally new um but i can only really speak for myself when i say that you know i i've always thought that it was a roller coaster and i know that this is kind of or right, I'm hoping that this is just another wave in the in that sort of storm, and hopefully we'll have an uptick next. We'll see. Oh, you know,
0: this is this is perfect actually, because that means that I can finally do this on stream real quick, which I was going to do a video for this anyway. Um, to the uh, the people who have joined the Spawn Wave uh, Patreon, thank you. I'm going to do some. Uh, interesting stuff with the donations from that <clears throat> probably actually around this Spawncast, to be honest. <laughs> um, but I have some interesting ideas with that. Let's see who are the last couple people to join. I can read them off. Thank you to Simon Lester, Corey Cahill, Ryan Morgan, Michael. Oh no. Uh, Kundal. I want to say that right. And then I'm going to do my best to say this name. I probably will mess it up. Tuan Nguyen. So thank you to the Patreons who are or patrons who are helping to make this possible. Um, but that's another thing you may want to look into as well, Philip. If you're if you're um, looking to get into that. But I wanted to make a, honestly, I wanted to make a, a a Patreon just for that's basically what this is probably going to end up being is just for the Spawncast. To be honest.
2: <laughs> yeah. So,
0: yeah. Like if people need microphones, I'll order microphones and stuff like that. <laughs> to Be honest, dabb- I don't
2: know. I've dabbled at the idea of maybe starting a Patreon. I just didn't know when the right time would be or anything like that. So oh I'm- snap!
0: Studio Q's in the chat actually right now. Yep.
2: What up, Q? Oh, he heard Shoot. his name.
0: Yeah, he's in the chat. Yeah, well, um, oh, cool. He said he'd love to be on the Spawncast next week. I'll get a hold yep. of him. We'll get a hold yeah, we'll of send uh,
1: him some info. <laughs>
0: Nintendo Ultra Man. We'll get we'll get him on here so we can. get Tony always uh, wins,
3: baby. Tony wins. Yeah, right, yeah.
0: I saw. I did see. I did see Nintendo Ultra in the in the chat earlier too. I was gonna say something, but we were we were we were on a roll. But um, we'll get we'll get a hold of them. I have both of them on Twitter, so we'll. Uh,
3: he, he's a great guy. You'll love him.
0: Yeah. Oh, good. That's good to hear. That's good. We'll get, we'll get them on here. Um, I think it'll be fun. I guess that's, uh, is that, I think that's it then. Right guys. Do you want uh, to, uh, Dave, what, Oh, that's the other question. Dave, when are you coming back, man?
3: Oh, I did a video on Monday. Um, pre- previewing the show, but yeah, but yeah, I, I should be doing some more videos before you three. So yeah, I'm, I'm basically, I'm kind of on the way back.
0: Okay. Okay. Very <laughs> good. Very good. Um, that's I enjoyed good. Here, my man. break. Good, good, um, and uh, I guess if you want to let everybody know um, where they can find you.
3: Oh yeah, just type in Super Metal Dave sixty four on YouTube, and you'll find me, or at S Metal Dave sixty four on Twitter.
0: Yeah, if there's any uh, anybody in the chat, if there's people you want to see on the Spawncast, you can send the message on Twitter and see if you'll catch their eye. <laughs> um, what about Philip? Philip, where can they find you?
2: Um, yeah, you guys can find me on Twitter uh, at Philip Musin. That's at f-i-l-i-p-m-i-u-c-i-n um i have a really weird spelling name or you can just youtube f-i-l-i-p it's just fill up with an f and um you should be able to find my channel i do lots of switch reviews and gameplay videos and all that fun stuff and so uh i'm also doing a giveaway as well for a, a nintendo switch on my channel so if you want to win a switch come check out my giveaway as well
0: you're doing that at fifty thousand subs right
2: yeah, as soon as I hit 50,000 subs, um, we're going to be giving away the switch to one random subscriber. That's the one thing, one misconception that people think is I'm personally handpicking the winner. It's not a handpicking thing. It's totally random. So, yes.
0: Okay, very good, very good. Um, what about, uh, Evan, where can they find you?
2: Hey, you can find me at Kimerix Project.
1: It's uh, K-I-M-E-R-E-X-P-R-O-J-E-K-T. Uh, I know John also wants you to Subscribe at my Kimmerick's Games channel uh, <laughs> to see if you can get it to a hundred soon. Something might happen to that. I haven't done much in the games channel. I'm putting a little more effort into the art stuff. So if you're into artwork and into process, you can check all that stuff out. It
0: was it was more of a it was more of a funny joke thing because you would uh you you would have a, a channel that you just randomly made get like a hundred subs overnight compared to your like art channel that you've been building for a long time.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: But I mean they can find either way. You do art on your art channel, uh, which is Kimmer's Project, and then you do um gaming on your games channel, right? Kimmer's games? Yep. Very good. That's all that's all it is. Yeah, we're trying to get him hundred subs just for fun, I guess, at this point. And then he'll be forced. <laughs> he'll well, he'll be forced then to play more games. So
2: <laughs> he'll become um, an unstoppable force on YouTube. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but uh, I, guess, um, I guess that'll do it for Spawncast Episode 6. This will be up on iTunes and SoundCloud tomorrow, so you can check it out there. If you are part of the, uh, the Patreon account that we have set up where you can pledge a dollar and you can get access to this entire raw video uh, file that'll go up there for the entire video podcast. Otherwise uh, there'll be parts up on YouTube throughout the week featuring different sections from this. And of course you can just listen to everything from iTunes as well, but I guess that will do it for us here on uh, spawn wave media um and definitely check us out guys throughout the week check out everybody here right now whether it's super metal dave 64 philip or Kimerix, also known as evan at their respective channels uh and that'll do it for me guys my name is john thank you for watching spawncast we'll see you next saturday night nine o'clock eastern 6 p.m pacific